This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where I think my mic's still a little bit too hot. It's like 10 seconds before I came on, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This, uh, this setup doesn't have my microphone set. Mater, DJ Dub, Mox, good evening, guys. Has anybody heard from Tones? Oh, did you miss it? Did you miss the show the other night? I've been saying it for months. When Donald Trump got arrested, I was going to shave my head. That happened. Where have I been? Where's Mater been? I've been moving. I've been moving. That's what I'm saying. I like it though. I like it. That's the thing is I did not expect I did not expect to like it as much as I have. I miss my hair, don't get me wrong. I've And Mater, that is a concern. That is a concern if I went outside. <laughs> Stop liking it. Why? I like it. I want to keep it, I think. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Bouncing overhead for the I know the window. I didn't realize it. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on the um the setup. No, the window is a problem. Um the first night we were on, it was dark already by the time I came on. It must have been raining or something. So, the window's a problem. We're going to have to rearrange. Mox, I, I bet I know somebody who would like uh, that autographed copy of Mein Kampf. Uh, that would be the far-right billionaire who has been funding Clarence Thomas. Motherfucker collects Nazi memorabilia. can't believe that shit. No, I can totally believe that shit. Totally believe that shit. For charcuterie boards. You know who's a big fan of charcuterie boards? Sparkles. Sparkles was a big... Oh, it's a charcuterie board. Where you have your meats and your cheeses and your crackers and stuff. You got some brie. You got some nice... And you... So, it's not a snack platter, right? A snack platter is like fucking square pieces of ham and fucking cracker, Ritz crackers and, you know, chunks of cheese. That's what you get from Walmart. A charcuterie board is like some fucking brie uh, with, with some, like, fancy crackers. Like Triscuits or something. <laughs> Triscuits are the fancy crackers. You get you you get you some nice uh, um, pancetta and slice that shit up and everything. Oh, that's what that's what you put on the charcuterie board. Now, hopefully, hopefully, I've got some audio issues worked out. Um, as some of you may know, my actual board uh, bit the dust. It needs a new power supply. Producer Dave was like, I can find a power supply for you. I can find anything. <laughs> so I sent Producer Dave the part number and everything. You know what Producer Dave came back to me? He was like, well, gosh darn it. I can't find a power supply for this. And I was like, yeah, I told you that. And you tried to big dick me on your stream. and like, I can find a power supply. <laughs> Man, Mater, I, like, that was on my list of shit. 
Danzig, good evening. Look like Scott from Anthrax. Uh, Scott was he had the uh, like the braided fucking uh, goatee, didn't he? So I, I did indeed have the story about WWE using a photo of Auschwitz in the package for Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Apparently, the WWE has apologized. Oh, I'm not mad at Fuzzy Zimba. Good evening. And just producer Dave tried to big dick me the other day. Like, oh, I can find a power supply. <laughs> producer Dave had to eat those words. Could not find me a power supply. Because I was like, fuck it. I need my board back. I need that fucking power supply. So I was like, I'll, I'll ask Dave for help. Begrudgingly. And then, of course, Dave couldn't find it because I'm a fucking sound tech myself. So if I couldn't find it, why would Dave be able to find it, huh? No worries, no beef with us, no beef with us. Here's your here's your uh, Easter meme of the day. If it's even a meme, it's more just a message. Easter eggs are aborted chicken babies that are painted in drag for small children to worship. Happy Easter. Oh, shit. Fuzzy Simba sent me an awesome picture earlier. What's him's name? I forgot. I forgot what what, what was his name. What was his name? Hims is an adorable boy. Muse. Oh. I told Simba, I'm going to show off Hims on the... Oh, he's only 10 months old. Look at those. Look at those paws. Spoil him. Be sure to spoil that baby. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Easter. Easter. Uh, one of two memes I, I was trying to decide between. Just a reminder that Easter used to be a pagan fertility festival celebrating the end of winter and the flourishing of new life in spring. All the current symbols used to represent Easter are based in sex and fertility. So have fun having the kids go hunt the Easter eggs. You're sexualizing the children. I had some dumb fuck come to me on my Facebook page and post a, a picture from a drag show where apparently a drag queen had made a toast and uh, said something about uh, to the people who lick us where we pee or something like that. It's like, this is what the left wants. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Baltimore Catholic Church uh, was found to be raping over 600 children last week, covering it up. Not They didn't rape 600 children in the last week. We found out about it last week due to a state AG report. We covered this on the show last week. Now, did I hear a word about that scandal, about how the Catholic Church is sexualizing children, or about how we need to, to ban the Catholics from anything? No, I did not. So it's almost like you're just a bigot against the LGBTQ community. How about that, motherfuckers? Fuck off. Uh, anyway, speaking of bigots against the LGBTQ community, it is Easter. I was trying to decide how I was going to start off the show tonight. Do we start off with, you know, it's just another day in Mass Shooting USA. I have multiple mass shootings to tell you about uh, taking place uh, today. We're in the overnight hours. We're going to talk about one uh, happening in Delaware. We're going to talk about another one happening in Orlando. There was a mall shooting in Delaware 
a shooting earlier today in Orlando. Plus, two Wisconsin cops were killed. I believe it was Friday night during a traffic stop. Oh, oh, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the sexualization of children. Uh, and also, uh, this is the intersection of two uh, subjects we've talked about a lot on this show. The sexualization of children and child labor. These two things intersect here in this story. 15-year-old was dancing in a strip club. I shouldn't laugh. That's horrible. I'll give you the deets on that one. A man accused in a shooting had been exonerated for murder years before. We've got video now of the Cash App founder who was apparently stabbed to death. Speaking of criminals, last week a man in Texas was convicted of murder was convicted of murder. He drove his car into a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters, got out and shot one of them, and then drove on about his way. He was convicted uh, by a jury in Texas of murder because, of course, he was. He posted on his Facebook that he was going to go out, might stop and kill some people on his way to work. But the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, a slimy motherfucker, is wanting to pardon him now. He's wanting to pardon him. And the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, went on Fox to defend this decision. Speaking of Texas, a ruling out of Texas last week made an abortion pill illegal. The DOJ has announced they are going to challenge that ruling. Good on the DOJ mentioned Justice Thomas earlier. AOC, good on her, calling for Thomas to be impeached from the Supreme Court. He should be. We're going to dive deeper into that story. The uh, billionaire backer that has been bribing Thomas with half a million dollar trips on his yacht. Collected Nazi memorabilia. Fucking shit. We're going to talk about the continued fallout from the expulsion of two black lawmakers in Tennessee. They will more than likely be back in the chambers, but it looks like the Republicans are going to retaliate against the municipality sending their representatives back to the chambers. It's a whole big mess, but apparently uh, Vice President Kamala Harris gave a very fiery speech about it that won some praise from a lot of people that uh, don't like uh, Kamala Harris. So we're going to give that a look-see. Here's one for you that you might not have heard. CDC researchers. Remember remember a couple months ago, first of all, there was another train derailment, this time in Alabama. Something like 11 cars derailed. Train derailments happen all the fucking time in this country because we have crumbling infrastructure. CDC researchers went to the site of the East Palestine train derailment from, I want to say last month. It was two months ago, wasn't it? It was in February. I've lost track of time. CDC researchers went to the site of that train derailment and uh, several of them got incredibly sick. Almost like they were poisoned by breathing the air in East Palestine. 
Finland joins NATO. The GOP continues to fearmonger about China and Taiwan. While Taiwan or while uh, China uh, using uh, exercises to try to intimidate Taiwan, we're going to talk about the leaks of classified documents. Apparently, it's a um, pretty big black eye for our U.S. intelligence agencies. And of course, here's the thing. I didn't know whether to start tonight with it's just another day in mass shooting USA, but it felt pertinent since it's Easter. Our top story tonight is going to be the assault on the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the worshippers inside of the mosque. We're going to go over all of the shit going on in Israel. We've got video of the police beating, beating worshippers at the mosque. It is Ramadan. I have the Easter graphics up. We've got Easter going on. Happy Easter, everyone. If you celebrate the Easter, happy Ramadan. If you celebrate the Ramadan. I do indeed have a Ramadan-related story to do for you. You'll have to stick around for that. We're going to talk about the Israeli rocket strike on Syria. We're going to talk about how, apparently, uh, the Mossad encouraged anti-government protest. This is according to leaked documents. There's been a lot of leaks here lately. Israel had some leaked documents. The U.S. had some leaked documents. Apparently both of them make, uh, make the countries look bad. Israel is denying that the Mossad encouraged the protests. And into that, that was over the judicial reforms by Benjamin Netanyahu's government. Also, um... We're going to hear from uh, Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky is going to tell us about Israel, Palestine, and uh, the state of the world. So that's what we got for you here on this Easter Ramadan anniversary of Margaret, Tha- uh, Margaret Thatcher's death. I feel, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Simp, Good evening. Thunderdome of the Rock. Two religions enter, one religion leaves. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Oh shit. Sparkles. It's Passover. It's Passover as well. I knew I was leaving something out. It's Passover, it's Ramadan, it's Easter. All the all the religions are having the holiday right now for some reason. We live in a Christian nation over here in the U.S., so we're going to start off tonight with an Easter message from Franklin Graham. Today is Easter Sunday, and Jesus has risen. It's one of the most important days for believers as the culmination of Holy Week. Joining us now with his message, Franklin Graham, president and CEO of the Billy Graham. You miss Sorkles. miss Sorkles, too. (laughs) I laid this one. Eat it, Jesus. Egg. <laughs> Egg. Cancel, cancel Justin freaking for showing you fucking Franklin Graham. That's what you should. That's what you should be saying. God damn. Anyway, here's an Easter message. <laughs> From Franklin Graham of fucking Fox. Even evangelical. Not high enough for this shit. Good morning, Reverend. 
By the way, by the way, my holiday, my holiday is coming up. What is it, 11 days from now? My holiday is coming up. Quickly approaching, as we're talking about holidays right now. A Troll Patrol, a Menage a Trois... <laughs> fucked it up. A Menage a Troll 420 and three-year anniversary special that is coming at you April 20th at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, Warlord. I decided not to try to go all fucking day. I don't think I can make it doing 420s across the globe, motherfucker. We're fast approaching the holy high holiday, as I like to call it. Good morning and happy Easter uh, to all of you. Happy Easter to you. Fuck as you, Franklin Graham. On this Easter, what message do you have to share with not only us, but everybody watching at home? Well, you know, first of all, got a program on Fox News at noon. And it's an Easter program that I filmed uh, in Rome. I had Michael W. Smith is joining me from Nashville. He put together a, an orchestra and a choir, and it's going to be the uh, best Easter program on Fox News this year. I promise. Oh, I'm <laughs> but, sure it'll uh, be the best Easter program on Fox so, News. It's, it's a message of hope. You know, the the world is in such trouble. You're spending so much of your program talking about the problems in the in Asia and uh, Taiwan. We see what's happening in Afghanistan. The we're going to get to that later. Uh, what the Taliban are doing. Uh, we, we look, uh, of course, uh, in the Middle East, and we look in Europe. And when you say the say, Taliban, you mean like, well, the Taliban uh, here no, in the United States? God. And, and God made us, He created us, but we've turned our back on Him, and we're separated from Him uh, by sin. And so Easter is about God's love. It's about God so loving the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him shouldn't perish, but should have everlasting life. Easter is about God sending his son who took our sins to the cross. Uh, he shed his blood for our sins. He was buried for our sins. And then on the third day, Easter, what we celebrate today, uh, Jesus rose from the dead. And the first ones to see this were the Romans. The Roman soldiers witnessed the resurrection of Christ and they reported it uh, to the- All this is a work of fiction, by the way. There is no record of Jesus. Jesus Christ is alive, he's risen. And so he is risen, and he'll come into each and every heart that is willing to repent of their sins and believe on his name and trust him as their Savior and Lord. Uh, God will forgive our sins and heal our hearts, and he'll welcome us into heaven. And so this is the hope of the world. There is no other hope than Jesus Christ. And so when we see all the problems in the world, uh, I know who writes the last pages of history. I've read the last pages of history. And I know that Christ is coming back and he's going to establish his, his authority over this earth one day. Rep and until then, I'm going to keep telling people how they can have a, a relationship with God. You know, Reverend, you referenced a lot of the things going on in the country. It, it feels like there is a battle between good versus evil, a spiritual battle. All Franklin, Gam oh, uh, all Franklin Graham cares about is his relationship to his money. Children are being subjected to these days. Talk a little bit about Jim that. Bob indeed, Tadpole. Good evening. Well, we, we've no question. Uh, our country is is deteriorating morally uh, and spiritually. And uh, yeah, because we got assholes like you in charge, motherfucker. Like Fox News is what passes for news. The Republican Party passes for a fucking political party and a democracy. Like you guys are the reason why we're crumbling, fucker. Uh, we, we see just how far our country has... It's almost like capitalism doesn't work. We see what's happening, especially to our children 
and the, these whole issues of, of confusion that our teachers and our politicians once again, what's happening with our children? This fuck right here isn't going to mention the 600 children, 600 plus children that the Baltimore Archdiocese raped, raped and covered up that we found out about last week. But he has a problem with teachers maybe being inclusive in their language or having a rainbow flag on their wall. This fucking piece of shit right here. Jimmy, go to fucking hell, dude. Go fuck yourself, you stupid fuck. Politicians are allowing to be taught concerning uh, gender. And so uh, parents need to be parents. Parents need to stand up. Parents need to be involved in the school boards. Uh, the, and parents need to get involved and run for school boards. We need Christian men and women running, at, especially for school boards. All this is a Christian nationalist. Back. And uh, let's get it control scares of the fuck out of me. And it can be done if, uh, if Christian men and women would get out there and run and uh, win these elections. Oh boy, you took off your belt. Who took off their belt? I don't know, I don't know how autoplay flipped over to well, TNA. That, you know, you did me the favor of ruining my- Daddy took off his belt. Wait, I made Franklin Graham mad. Daddy took off his belt. Well, that was your, um, that was your Easter message for the day. Now let's get to all the harm that fucking idiot ass religions cause in this world. Israeli police raid on the Al-Aqsa Mosque triggers a spate of violence every fucking year. It's every fucking year. Raids by Israeli police on the Al-Aqsa Mosque. By the way, they have admitted, uh, the Israeli government has admitted that the police went too far. That's what they said. They went too far. The most holy Muslim site in Jerusalem have triggered a spike in violence that continued to spiral in recent days, drawing several regional actors into a deadly back and forth. Police said they were working to clear men who had barricaded themselves inside the compound midweek fleeing fireworks and rocks while social media videos of the incursions showed Israeli officers in riot gear chasing and using clubs to beat Palestinians inside the mosque. Palestinians gathered there overnight after a fringe fundamentalist Jewish group published calls to hold a Passover goat sacrifice at the sacred compound where ancient Jewish temples stood thousands of years ago. Those images of physical violence in turn, sparked dozens of missiles fired from southern Lebanon and the Gaza Strip against Israeli targets. Israeli retaliatory, uh, retaliatory airstrikes on both territories and a subsequent pair of attacks uh, Friday on civilians in the occupied West Bank and Tel Aviv, which have left two British-Israeli settlers and an Italian tourist dead. Militant group Hamas has not claimed responsibility for either Friday attack, but instead praised them as valid uh, retaliation for the prior behavior of Israeli police. Let's let's talk about the Israeli police. We've got video of them here. Oh yeah, I forgot. I gotta. CNN doesn't play on my browser. We gotta go over to 
Microsoft Edge, and there's a Smokey. Everybody, Smokey. Attacks on both sides. On both sides. Yeah, we wanna we wanna uh we wanna both sides this because you know it's not overwhelmingly against one group of people. And there's not a, a uh, power imbalance in favor of one group of people. You fucking idiot. That's why I get so upset with people like you, Jimmy. You just say the dumbest things. Can't get over it. Fired from Lebanon Thursday, according to the Israel Defense Forces. Oh, wow! Which said it intercepted most of them, but some made impact. This car hit in the Israeli town of Fasuta, and in Shlomi, the storefront of this bank was destroyed. I hear the siren, I hear the boom, I uh, was in uh, my home. It was very, very scary. And I'm still shaking. Jimmy, you're an idiot! What the fuck am I wrong about? The fuck? Brush up on my foreign policy facts. You fucking dumb fuck. Don't come in here and tell me to brush up on shit. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just a dumb fuck. God damn, dude. Right-wingers are fucking morons. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. Because it's the Lebanese army says it found these rocket launchers and rockets close to the Israeli border Thursday and is working to dismantle them. Israel has pointed the finger at Palestinian groups and doesn't think the Lebanon-based Hezbollah was responsible. The Israeli military said it would, quote, decide on the place and time of its response. Shut up. Not since the war between Lebanon and Israel in 2006 have so many rockets been fired across the border. A worrying I'll fucking yell. Like, this is a reason to fucking yell. Don't come in here and tell me to calm down on my own fucking stream, you stupid fuck. Goddamn, motherfucker. Tell me to calm down. You get your panties in a wad about dumb fucking shit, dude. I actually highlight injustice in the world and get upset about it. Go fuck yourself, Jimmy. Seriously. For the region. <laughs> Happy Easter, fucking idiot. Multiple times this week, as Palestinians gathered for Ramadan. Footage from inside the mosque showed Israeli police beating... No, motherfucker! No, the land is not Israel's! That's not how shit works! You dumb motherfucker! The land is Palestinian! God, of course he does! Of course he does, Simp. Of course he approves of all this. Of course. He believes that the Palestinians are terrorists, that they that they are encroaching on the Israeli land. You know he does. He is a dumb motherfucker. And he's been fed right-wing fucking propaganda. You know, it wasn't until watching Saturday Night Live and that, like... On Weekend Update, they interviewed David, Michelangelo's David. It wasn't until I, I fucking never put two and two together. That's the biblical David. 
That statues of the because he was like talking about like you know fucking taking down Goliath with the rock, and I'm like, oh, I just thought it was some dude in in Italy named David with a small schlong. Jimmy, Israel is the aggressor, you dumb shit. That's why I get so upset with people like you. Fucking idiot. Holy shit. ...in groups and doesn't think the Lebanon-based Hezbollah was responsible. The Israeli military said it would, quote, decide on the place and time of its response. Not since the war between Lebanon and Israel in 2006 have so many rockets been fired across the border. A worrying sign of escalation in an already tense time for the region. Israeli police stormed the Al-Aqsa Mosque multiple times this week as Palestinians gathered for Ramadan. Footage from Euphemism us booster? ...with batons and rifle butts. Police say they moved in after Palestinian... Buddy, there's not a both sides to this. There's a right and a wrong, you dumb fucking shit. Oh my God, and you're not fucking... You're not saying both sides anyway, motherfucker. You're clearly on the Israeli side. Israel has a right to defend themselves. You're clearly taking a side, you dumb piece of shit. ...barricaded themselves inside the mosque through rocks and set off fireworks. Jordan, the custodian of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, told CNN that it believed Thursday's rocket attacks were a response to Israeli actions at the mosque. The I mean, fucking are, uh, religion uh, we're makes people do stupid that shit, that's for sure. ...dangerous moment, which we've uh, worked for months to avoid, uh, which is a moment where uh, violence is erupting. As the first day of the Passover holiday came to an end, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called a meeting of his security... Jimmy, if someone came to your house and forcefully evicted you, you would feel that you had a right to defend your property. Ah, that's what the Palestinians are doing. You, you do not... Israel did not exist. That was called Palestine until, what, what, 1948, 1946? When did Britain create the modern state of Israel? Or just like, man, I can't get over people like you just coming in here and saying the dumbest fucking shit, Jimmy. Uh, I'm done. We've got too much news to, to do tonight for me to just focus on yelling at Jimmy all night. A dangerous moment, which we've uh, worked for months to avoid, uh, which is a moment where uh, violence is erupting. As the first day of the Passover holiday came to an end, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called a meeting of his security cabinet. Multiple hotspots flaring up at once just as Easter begins in this holy land and all three main religions are supposed to be celebrating. <laughs> and Jake, just in the last few minutes, that security cabinet was convened and Benjamin Netanyahu did give a short statement at the top. In part, he said, we will hit our enemies and they will pay a heavy price. About an hour south of Beirut, the yellow... Yes, it was done and they got Palestine. Man, do you just, do you make it a habit of just 
being the, the most reductionist, dumbest, just saying the, the simplest fucking shit. It was done and they got Palestine. Yuck, <laughs> yuck, yuck. I think I'm smart. I mentioned earlier, this is separate from the assault on the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Israelis have been protesting... Israelis have been protesting against their own government turning incredibly fascist and the corruption of the Netanyahu administration. Netanyahu's office denies reports that the Mossad encouraged protests. Interesting. The documents say Mossad chiefs advocated for Mossad officials and Israeli citizens to protest against the new Israeli government's proposed judicial reforms. Israeli, uh, Israel's prime minister's office on Sunday denied reports based on leaked Pentagon documents alleging that the leadership of Israel's spy agency Mossad encouraged Israelis to participate in mass protests against the government's judicial reform plan. The publication denied in the American press is completely false and unfounded, Netanyahu's office said in a statement. The Mossad and its officials did not and do not encourage employees in the organization to go to demonstrations against the government, to political demonstrations in general, or to any political activity. Ronan Bergman suggested on the Israeli Ynet that the analyst at the Central Intelligence Agency must have misinterpreted the signal in, uh, the signal's intelligence. Now, I find it wild that the Mossad would encourage protest against the Netanyahu government unless it's possible that the Netanyahu government was wanting to use the protest as justification for some other crackdown. That's the only way I could see that. And Euphemism, thank you for being a freaking follower. Glad to have you here, my friend. Elite materials, which made headlines of several major U.S. publications, contain an assessment by a CIA Intel update dated March 1st. It said that the Mossad leadership advocated for Mossad officials and Israeli citizens to protest against the new Israeli government's proposed judicial reforms, including several explicit calls to action that decried the Israeli government. According to the New York Times, senior U.S. officials confirmed that the leaked documents appear to contain legitimate intelligence reports. However, at least some of them had been modified, and the accuracy of the documents is under question. We're going to come back to that story here in just a little bit, because the United States uh, apparatus has egg on its face over... Jimmy, what am I supposed to be more understanding of? What am I supposed to be more understanding of? Exactly. I'm supposed to be more understanding of stupid people? Exactly. Warlord. His feelings. It is sus, Mox. We're going to come back to that here in a little bit. We're going to cover the... 
the U.S. angle on that after we finish up with Israel. But Israel still, you know, being Israel over here. They launched airstrikes against Syria. I believe it was today. Israel, uh, Israel hits Syria after rockets fired towards the Golan Heights. Israeli jets hit Syrian military targets on Sunday. Response to rockets launched towards Israeli-controlled territory overnight, Israel, Israel's military said, as violence flared again following cross-border exchanges of fire during the week. State media in Syria reported explosions in the vicinity of the capital, Damascus, as Israel said its forces continued to hit Syrian territory after six rockets were fired overnight towards the Golan Heights. Israel said artillery and drone strikes hit the rocket launchers and were followed by airstrikes against the Syrian army compound, military radar systems, and artillery posts. The Israeli military sees the state of Syria responsible for all activities occurring within its territory and will not allow any attempts to violate Israeli sovereignty. This is according to the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF. The Syrian Defense Ministry said its air defenses had responded to the Israeli attacks and intercepted some Israeli missiles. It said no casualties had been reported, with only material damage caused by the strikes. Only three of the rockets crossed into Israeli-controlled territory, with two falling on open ground and the third intercepted by air defense systems. Exactly, Mox. And I don't, like, I, as if Israel doesn't have enough to deal with at home, the country is imploding as it is right now. Jesus. But I'm not good with foreign affairs. Someone who is far more astute when it comes to foreign affairs is a man by the name of Noam Chomsky. And Noam Chomsky talked to Al Jazeera to talk about the state of Israel and Palestine relations and uh, their effect on the rest of the world. What's happening right now is very striking. This is the first time, really, that Israeli leadership has openly uh, broken with U.S. leadership. Noam? You look like they just found you in a bunker about eight months after the invasion of Iraq. The new administration, especially the leading figures like Ben Gvir and Smotrich, are simply telling the United States, get lost. Netanyahu has made a pretty strong statement saying, we're a sovereign country, we'll do what we want. We don't care what you say. It's the first time the confrontation has been this clear and it's not clear how the united states will respond for the first time ever Even israel three years ago an american a u.s representative in the house of representatives uh, introduced legislation calling for the united states to reconsider u.s as we should aid israel in the light of u.s law well i think all of these things are moving to the fore could lead to big changes in the future it is based to a large extent on substantial shifts in public opinion it is based. i feel like this needs to be a meme it is based it is based what you just said is based 
to a large extent on substantial shifts in public opinion. Chomsky gave a whole uh, interview. It is predominantly in written form. If you'd like to read it, yeah, there you go. Let's talk about those leaks. I told you we were going back to the leaks. Let's do it. This was a U.S. leak. I referred to it as a separate leak from the Israeli leak, but apparently... It was a U.S. spy leak that resulted in the information about the Mossad. So let's get the lowdown on exactly what happened with the DOJ uh, launching a probe into the classified documents leak. The investigation into the leak. Also, um, didn't we have a man in illegal possession of classified documents? Not all that long ago. By the way, by the way, um, the Trump lawyers apparently said earlier today, there aren't any more classified documents in Mar-a-Lago, just so you know. ...of dozens of classified documents, the Justice Department launching an urgent probe. The materials some mark top secret reveal details from the war in Ukraine and offer a snapshot of the battlefield situation in the beginning of March. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze tonight from Washington. Tonight, the Justice Department is investigating a leak of dozens of classified U.S. military documents that reportedly contain top-secret information from the war in Ukraine to China to Iran and North Korea. Photos of the classified documents, most of which we cannot show, were posted on social media this week, as well as dozens of other documents posted online as early as March, raising alarms about the scope and scale of the security breach. When you take a picture of classified material, there is no excuse for that. So I think this does indicate that there was at least some level of intent to uh, basically undermine U.S. national security interests. ABC News has learned some of the documents seem to include markings identifying them from the Office of the Joint Chiefs. And one document dated March 2nd appears to have come from the CIA's daily intelligence summary provided to senior leaders. Some military and CIA documents posted seem to be photos of a printed PowerPoint slide. Some photos are creased down the middle as if... I will tell you that this sounds like... So, like. It sounds like the work of a Republican in the House who has just come to power and is uh, the whole cell phone taking pictures of PowerPoints and shit, because that's how they'll do it. They'll go to the Hill and uh, the CIA will give like an intelligence briefing to blah, blah, blah committee on whatever the fuck. And I'm going to look at uh, somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene or somebody in the Freedom Cock. Somebody like that probably had their fucking phone out. That would be my guess on this one. They were folded. One U.S. official tells ABC News the documents are no longer relevant to the battlefield and they are of limited intelligence value and appear to have been altered from the original documents. The Biden administration now scrambling to find the source of the leak. I do think it does give our 
partners and allies pause, not with working with us, but just what they actually share with us. Now, along with the Justice Department, the CIA and Pentagon are also reviewing the posts on social media. One U.S. official tells us that the government is trying to have the documents removed from platforms online. Wit. Something to watch closely. Thank you so much, Elizabeth Schulze. Well, if you're going to try to remove them from online, that makes me want to read them even more. Jesus. Called the Streisand Effect. Streisand Effect. Hmm. Now, you heard what I said about um, probably coming from the GOP caucus in the House. Somebody who was on a committee that they haven't had access before. Somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, absolutely, who is reckless and dumb and would absolutely do something like this. But I will tell you that Republicans will never miss a chance to fearmonger about things like this, even though it was probably one of theirs. What could be one of the most dangerous intelligence breaches in decades. More than 100 classified documents leaked on social media containing U.S. national security details and information on Ukraine's war, the Middle East, and China. Republican Congressman Brad Winstrup sits on the House Intelligence Committee, and he joins us now. Congressman, happy Easter. Glad to have you with us this morning. Ooh, the House Intelligence Committee. Ah, that's a good bet on where it probably came from. It was almost certainly one of your colleagues. Um, tell it, con contextualize this for how big a deal is this leak and the information contains now on social media. Well, I think it's a huge deal, obviously. And but first of all, let me say, have a blessed Easter uh, to you as well. And I appreciated the last story. Is an Iraq War veteran, and someone as a surgeon was called into Walter Reed to take care of some of the wounded from that that exit that they call wasn't chaos. But going to what you were talking about, the hundred documents or so, as reported by the New York Times, and you mentioned about Ukraine, Middle East, and China, very serious. And the Biden administration is saying very little. Uh, maybe they're worried that it'll rekindle some of the uh, president's uh, <clears throat> malfeasance with classified documents. But the Pentagon confirmed the leak. What? On Thursday, they said, Come on, man! Yes, because when we think of presidents having classified documents, it's Biden that we think of first, motherfucker. Jesus. Potential leak Friday, the disclosures widened. You know, the question comes in, well, it was this stolen from within or was it hacked from outside? And they mentioned that there were slides. Obviously, this was electronic and it was marked by the Pentagon Joint Staff. That's the type of document that it said it was. The Pentagon has said they're legitimate, but also altered. So that's kind of an interesting point right there. Hmm. They said it was altered in a way to overstate Ukrainian losses and to downplay Russian losses. Well, why would that be? Who would do that? Well, likely Russia would do something like that because it Republicans would be for the U.S. sort of diminish our support for what we're doing to say things that aren't working or for the Ukrainians uh, to demoralize them and for Russians to give them a sense of win uh, winning. Right. So this seems like it might be disinformation along with real information. And, and, and it's almost impossible to parse the, where that disinformation. Oh, my friend, that is a conversation I had with my, uh, my buddy the other day. I was telling him that like the average age of a world leader is something like 38, 39. 
here in the United States, you gotta be like fucking 70. Um, it is because baby boomers seized power and they don't want to give it up. The two political parties thing, that is like... I wish we could break the stranglehold on the two political parties, but the, the two parties have become subservient to each other. Actually, Vice has this, um... 59? Perhaps, perhaps, I mean, I that's possible I'm wrong. It's always possible I'm wrong. Um... Because they were pointing to, like, fucking, like, New Zealand's prime minister and shit. Um, still, 59 is young compared to uh, our presidents here in this country. Like, three under 40? It's a problem with trying to cite things at, um, off the top of your head or out of your ass. Sometimes things come out of your ass, too. But, man, both of those uh, issues, um, those are, are definitely issues here in this country. They're definitely issues. Uh, let's plow through a couple more of these uh, foreign affairs stories so we can, we can do domestic stories when we come back from the commercial break. Finland. Finland has joined NATO. No general breed love tonight. Sorry, Warlord. Less than a year after first applying for membership, Finland became the latest country to join NATO early this week. And given the Nordic nation's history of non-alignment, its accession is, is significant. Its accession is significant. That's hard to fucking say. The Western Military Alliance's frontier with Russia has grown more than 800 miles with the addition of its 31st member. Prior to the overt Russian invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, 2022, Finnish public opinion was strongly in favor of staying out of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. But after the Ukraine war erupted, most Finns changed their views and saw their country's entry as necessary for maximizing national security. NATO's most recent enlargement will boost morale in Ukraine, but also across other Central and Eastern European countries that perceive a major Russian threat. So, welcome, Finland, I guess. Meanwhile, China is conducting drills that are overtly um, highlighting attacks on uh, Taiwan. Vision strikes against Taiwan on Sunday in a second day of drills around the island nation. That's according to its state broadcaster, CCTV, which said the military was maintaining, quote, an offensive posture around the island. And this is worrying because we have Lindsey Graham on Fox News today. I almost selected to play it, uh, but I really didn't want to hear Lindsey Graham, bitch. But Lindsey Graham calling the U.S. needs to step up, need to protect Taiwan. Taiwan's defense ministry said its military had spotted dozens of Chinese aircraft and several ships near its territory by midday and was especially monitoring the movement of Chinese missile forces. Tensions across the Taiwan Strait kicked up a notch on Saturday as China began three days of military... I can't imagine they would attack. 
One fraud exchange appeared to be captured. I can't imagine they blockade either. Postcard late in the day, showing an officer warning a Chinese warship to leave or face eviction measures. Taiwan's defense forces also reported spotting dozens of Chinese aircraft crossing the sensitive median line of the Taiwan Strait. The drill started a day after Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen returned from a brief visit to the United States, where she met U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, despite Beijing's warnings against it. China claims democratically governed Taiwan as its own territory and says it is the most important and sensitive issue in its relations with the U.S. It has also refused to renounce the use of force to bring the island under its control. Last August, after then-U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taipei, China staged war games around Taiwan, including firing missiles into waters close by, though it has not announced similar exercises this time. Well, brute force is not China's. Continued as normal, with no sign of panic or disruption from the Chinese Go-to weapon. which had been widely expected following Tsai's U.S. visit. The de facto U.S. Embassy in Taiwan said on Sunday Washington was monitoring China's moves around Taiwan closely and was, quote, comfortable and confident it has sufficient resources and capabilities regionally to ensure peace and stability. Yeah, Mox brings up a very good point. Like I, I saw, and this is the same thing with like South Korea. If you walk around and talk to people in South Korea about them being worried about North Korea, they are not. They do not live in fear of a North Korean attack, despite all the U.S. propaganda. And it's the same thing with Taiwan. They don't live in fear of China. That is that is correct euphemism. Like that's the, both parties are, are bought and paid for. And you like I don't know what country you're from, but like in the U.K., like. The same thing is going on. The, the parties are beholden to the same corporate interests. Labor doesn't seem to be much of a labor party anymore. Uh, Austria? Glad to be hearing from Austria tonight. How are? What's your opinion on the... You're, you're in between the... Multiple conflicts going on right now. You're like right in the center. Like uh, I was getting ready to say between, but like my God, like you've got the Israel and fucking Syria and all that shit going on to the fucking south of you. You've got fucking Ukraine over to the east. Jesus fucking Christ. How how you doing over in Austria right now? I just totally missed the bowl with that lighter and um, got my finger. That really fucking hurts. That wasn't good. That was not a smart move on my part by any stretch of the imagination. When we come back from the other side of the break, CDC researchers that went to East Palestine, Ohio got incredibly sick. Not hearing a lot about this story right now. Remember when we watched the video of the governor, Mike DeWine, in Ohio, uh, drinking the water? I think he drank the water. 
continued fallout from the expulsion of two black lawmakers in Tennessee. We're going to hear from Vice President Harris on the matter. Uh, Ocasio, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on one of the Sunday shows today calling for the impeachment of Justice Clarence Thomas as well she should. Thank you, Representative. Uh, the Supreme Court doing the right thing for once rejected a ban on trans athletes in West Virginia. Speaking of trans athletes, a swimmer by the name of Riley Gaines who competed against Leah Thomas in the NCAA swimming competition was apparently speaking at a TPUSA event in San Francisco. She is saying she was assaulted and that they held her hostage and tried to ransom her. The school says everything was peaceful. We're going to hear from Riley herself and we're also going to watch videos from the event. DOJ is looking into the ruling in Texas that would block the sale of an abortion pill. Meanwhile, Governor Abbott plans to pardon a man convicted of murdering a BLM protest. I don't believe her, Mox. I do not believe her at all. So if you are not subbed on Twitch, you're going to get the ad break right now. Go refill your drink. Take your pee-pee break. When you come back, we're still going to be hanging out. Uh, if you're, if you are subbed on Twitch, I'm here with you. I'm not going anywhere. We're just gonna, we're gonna chat. Uh, euphemism, definitely pro-Ukraine. The Middle East is a difficult topic, but what Israel is doing is really terrible. But even with Ukraine, sometimes you get the feeling that it's a proxy war. Yeah, euphemism. Um, that's, that's been my worry this entire time. Like, I'm, in theory on the side of Ukraine definitely believe that Ukraine has the right to defend itself against a imperialist aggressor uh, aggressor in Russia I always worry about uh, US involvement I worry about who's making money off of things Uh, I'm sure this is incredibly lucrative for defense contractors here in the US and I'm definitely not for that By the way, I think I agreed to be on the Plex tonight with producer Dave. And I forgot about that completely. I don't even know what time the Plex comes on. I don't think I'm going to make it in time. Also, I got shit to do tonight. However, I will say that producer Dave was very producer Steve. He, he was very drunk by the time he asked me to come on the Plex tonight. So perhaps he doesn't remember either. <laughs> Lenny, good evening, my friend. You missed, you missed foreign affairs. You came just in time for domestic news. I do keep my, I keep my word. Look at this shit. 8 p.m. Mountain Time. So one more hour. 
I, I will not get through all this shit in one more hour. We can try. We can try. I've been on the Plex before. Hey, it does make you think, right? Just to, just enough to keep the war going. We're giving them just enough to keep the war going. But not really to overwhelm. I can't do a speed run on this. I can't do a speed run on the stuff we got tonight. Too much, too much shit to cover. I thought I heard something, but like, I don't know. One of the things, I live across from a school now. And I thought it would be loud. I thought like, um, you know, mornings and afternoons, it would be like really loud and it's not. I never hear them. So, I thought I was going to hear school buses and, and like the sound of children like, yeah, all the time. No, no, it's peaceful over here. Well, that's how you know, that's how you know I'm, um, not on any kind of registry. <laughs> oh, I still don't want to be anywhere near him. But I just, I, I, I thought there'd be a lot, I thought there'd be a lot more noise pollution coming from that way. There's not. The noise pollution in this apartment comes from goddamn Maynard. That's, I, I swear that cat just walks around, this, especially this morning. I, I kept yelling at him. He was being such a dick. Smokey and Socks was sleeping with me, but Maynard was just like, meow. He makes these weird, like, gargling noises. Him telling me to wake up. And it was like two hours of me like, Maynard, please leave me alone. Are the other two cats... They totally lay with me and they wait until I get up. Even if I haven't fed them, they're like, oh, wait, we can wait until daddy gets up. A Maynard. Nope, nope. Maynard wants to force me to get up. You see, they're hanging out. Lazy assholes over there on the couch. Spoken on gunk. His curator asked me if I want to go to the pot store on Friday, and I was like, I don't know if I'll be paid by Friday. Like, I invoice clients on Friday. Whether they pay me on Friday or not is a different story. So I don't know, especially when you get off work in the morning. I don't know if they, like, usually they paid it by Friday afternoon. Nope, nope, they haven't paid it now. <laughs> I spent my last $5 on, like, a, a fucking Stover's meal at the DG. 
Oh, Mox, I forgot all the fucking about that. Holy shit, because we watched the Mehdi Hassan thing the other night. And, uh, God, that was embarrassing. But, I mean, what, less than 24 hours, Matt Taibbi's like, well, I'm not on Twitter anymore, and uh, Elon Musk unfollowed Matt Taibbi. Now, on on its face, apparently that had something to do with uh, Substack and Twitter not linking Substack articles or some shit. But I think there's a lot of shit going on. I think there's a lot more to that. I wonder I wonder if the Mehdi Hassan interview played into that in any way. God. I I couldn't believe I witnessed that. Oh, uh, we need an expose on the fucky shit that's going on in Ohio right now. Yes, I said fucky shit. There's some fuckery afoot. We're delving deeper into a report tonight that seven investigators from the CDC who were sent by the government to look into health risks in East Palestine say they fell sick themselves. About half of that team reporting sore throats, headaches, coughing and nausea after conducting house to house surveys in a neighborhood near where the train derailed. The same symptoms residents on the ground said that they had. Now, this while government bodies continued to insist at that time, the soil, air and drinking. Man, Warlord, I, I checked my uh, my stream elements. That shit should be working. I'm sorry. I don't know why it's not working. All right, I guess I'm on the I'm on the clock again. Thanks, Warlord. I appreciate it. Water, we're all safe. Purdue University also ha- make me not cuss as I'm talking about how the government is is uh, bending over backwards to cover up business poisoning residents of this little sleepy Ohio town. Had a team there conducting independent testing on the ground, and one of the researchers said that he too got sick while visiting the town. He is now calling for more government transparency. And we want to bring him in now. Andrew Welton, professor of civil, environmental, and ecological engineering at Purdue. Andrew, thank you for being here. Thank you. So about half of this group of investigators from the CDC got sick. This was as the EPA was insisting everything was safe. What do you make of this? Well, there's a number of other people that also got sick that visited the area and clearly the EPA's air testing data was not accurately identifying the health risks. So I hope that many of these individuals that did get sick were able to recover, um, but it, it it's just reaffirmed that the air testing data was not adequate in February. Can you tell us about being on the ground in East Palestine? What did you start noticing was happening inside of your own body and what was going through your mind as it was happening? Well, when we were in East Palestine initially in February conducting water sampling of the creeks, uh, we didn't you know, really experience anything except shock that there was so much contamination visible still in the creeks and folks weren't being told to stay away from it uh, or the health risks associated with it. I didn't start feeling a headache until we were about to leave. Uh, and then for the next two days, it was just constant. It got worse the next day and then went away the, the day after. So uh, that was kind of shocking, um, disconcerting because I was not dehydrated. I was not, um, there was no anxiety associated with it. It was just trying to figure out what was going on. 
You recently tweeted about a freedom of information request that you submitted, and you are calling for more transparency in light of this report of the, of the six CDC investigators. What do you want the government to be more transparent about? Well, uh, the fact that we were not told that CDC investigators got sick uh, is a real issue. And the government agencies that are responding to this disaster uh, need to be more transparent, share the information that they have with the people. Because for over a month, people were complaining that they were getting sick. And government you know, testing results kept saying that the air is safe, water is safe, so therefore, you know, you're not getting sick. So I think there really needs to be an alignment of government investigators getting data to answer very specific questions, which they are starting to do now. You know, and the spotlight is fading on East Palestine. I know you found inconsistencies in the federal government uh, air and water test results in Ohio. What do you fear residents there are still facing and what concerns you about their future now? Well, uh, we've stayed involved because it does seem that uh, agencies were not responsive to the people's uh, questions and asking uh, specific, specific answers. I can say we have uh, asked the agencies to provide us their water sampling plans so that we can look to see how. Was it Lovecraft with the dog with the with the fucked up name? Our data stack up against theirs. Our data are not matching what they are reporting publicly online. And so uh, really there needs to be some type of independent. Oh, it was a cat. It was a cat. Ah, oh, fucking fuck. God damn it. Clinically says balls 2024, but you know what we do with balls around here. He's kicking an authority boss. They're attached to authority, we kick them. That's here. Some type of independent oversight and influence and questioning about what they're doing so that the response can directly serve the people impacted. I mean, you mentioned the, the discrepancy. Is your data showing higher levels than the government is reporting? So our data is sometimes showing higher levels and sometimes showing lower levels. And that could be due to simply where we're taking the sample, how we're taking the sample, or it could be due to something else. So what we want is access to the information that agencies are using to determine that their data is adequate. If the government's own investigators are getting sick, and, and meanwhile the EPA, a government body, is saying everything is safe, what does that mean? Can you break it down for us? Does that mean the EPA is lying? Does it mean that the EPA's testing methods are not rigorous enough or they're not testing for the right things? What is actually happening here? So in March is when the CDC team got sick. Uh, so that was several weeks ago. Um, but really what that meant was that the EPA's air testing data did not accurately identify what- That dude had the latest in stick technology out there, like, fucking inspecting the river. God damn it. Back up against theirs. Our data are not matching what they are reporting publicly online. And so, uh, really, there needs to be some type of independence here. Some type of independent oversight and influence and questioning about what they're doing so that the response can directly serve the people impacted. I mean, you mentioned the, the discrepancy. Is your data showing higher levels than the government is reporting? So our data is sometimes showing higher levels and sometimes showing lower levels. And that could be due to simply where we're taking the sample, how we're taking the sample, 
or it could be due to something else. So what we want is access to the information that agencies are using to determine that their data is adequate. If the government's own investigators are getting sick, and, and meanwhile the EPA, a government body, is saying everything is safe, what does that mean? Can you break it down for us? Does that mean the EPA is lying? Does it mean that the EPA's testing methods are not rigorous enough or they're not testing for the right things? What is actually happening here? So in March is when the CDC team got sick. Uh, so that was several weeks. This is ago. the part I want to go back to because I want to make a joke about the, the dude's just poking the river with a stick. What good does that do? What are you doing, sir? What are you testing for? Let's see how deep this river is. Go, um, but really, what, what kind of measurement can you take with a stick? EPA's air testing data did not accurately identify what contaminants were in the air and the health risks that they posed to a number of people, not just that dude was just checking his phone. This isn't woke water after disasters, unfortunately. Got that rainbow um, because. <laughs> The chemicals have caused the rainbow slick on the raw on the water. <laughs> Perhaps if we uh, if we tell Republicans that the water has gone woke, they'll stop drinking water. Generally, uh, questions that need to be answered sometimes aren't answered, and then when things like this pop up, you don't see we'll a see response to try to figure out what's going on. That's what should happen. Uh, but generally, you don't see that. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Go to newsnationnow.com to find news. Dick didn't catch on fire, so. Everything's good. That was the EPA testing of that fucking river. God damn it. <laughs> they, stuck, they stuck a stick in it and it didn't catch on fire. Therefore, everything's good. You guys can return home. Nobody said anything about my Easter graphics. My Easter graphics are so pretty. I was already um, doing the 420 graphics and I was like, oh, oh yeah, I got to do Easter first. I got to do Easter. You'll get no profanity into the Plex. Here's like, if I'm going to make it to the Plex, we got to cut. We got to cut a lot. And you definitely don't get 20 minutes of uh, Kamala Harris. We've got to cut a lot of stuff to get there. You can try. Mogul Tyler Perry weighing in on the fallout following the expulsion. Wait, Tyler Perry? Atlanta media mogul Tyler Perry. Yep, yep. That is, um, that is that, is that Tyler Perry. Weighing in on the fallout following the expulsion of two Tennessee lawmakers. Last week, Tennessee Republican lawmakers voted to oust Democratic state reps Justin Jones and Justin Pearson from the state's legislature. Oh, Jezebel, thank you. Law dog, good evening. Expulsion after the trio participated in a gun reform protest on the House floor. He has risen. Black lawmakers were expelled while their white colleagues survived by one vote. Tyler Perry posting on his Twitter account. Ladies and gentlemen, let's thank the good people of Tennessee for introducing the world to the future. I could not be more proud of both of you. I see a presidential run in both of your futures. Fight on young princes. Hashtag Justin Jones. Hashtag Justin Pearson.
Joining me now is moderator Chuck Todd. So Chuck, before this, the Tennessee House, to my understanding, had only expelled two people in the past 150 years. So this is pretty- Remember, you can, you can, um, you can embezzle funds. You can pee in one of your colleagues' chairs. You can do any number of things and not get expelled from the Tennessee State House. Wild, do you think this sets a new precedent going forward? Well, it might, but I think it's a precedent that uh, I'm going to guess many national Republicans hope uh, doesn't become contagious in, in other uh, polarized and gerrymandered state legislatures, particularly in the South. I mean, I think, look, I'll be honest, this, this had echoes of Julian Bond uh, and a Southern legislature refusing to seat black members. Uh, that, that, that happened in the 60s, and here we are uh, uh, with two ousted black lawmakers um, where they didn't oust a white lawmaker who they were accusing Came of close, though. issues. And again, the transgression. One vote violating house rules um but they violated house rules basically by expressing their political opinion and so the idea that two people were ousted for political debate it seemed you can't come up with a more undemocratic uh way of 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 of, of handling something like this and i think it really should shine a spotlight on how this 30 years of gerrymandering and the perfecting of gerrymandering which turned from protecting incumbents to a Party, partisan party grabs in the South when you throw in the racial divide as well I think it just creates a very toxic situation and you've got these Republican supermajorities and so I want districts that are created I got a lot of problem with AI but you can't tell me you can't punch some numbers into the AI and tell it to give you congressional districts that aren't based on anything but you know population AI is indeed racist. But it's bound to be better than letting like the Republican Party draw the draw the map. Some of these states that just have completely outlawed dissent. They have so limited debate on the, on the House floor or in committees that the minority party does doesn't feel like it even has a chance to talk about anything that they want to talk about. And it created the situation that we were in Tennessee. Um, and I think this is this is what happens when you do not have your state House of Representatives actually representative of the state. Half of those Tennessee lawmakers didn't face a single opponent in 2022. That's a broken democracy. Yep. I mean, you talk about that and then, you know, these racial undertones or implications. Do you think that that is unique to legislatures in the South? I do. And I think it is because right now you have a Republican Party that is largely white, uh, largely male in these state legislatures. And I think it, it, it has... It's so homogenous that it, it, that it almost becomes self-reinforcing on that front. So yes, I think that while these partisan divides, there is some blue states where these partisan divides are very similar and over-indexed. Um, it, it's not a divide on race, on racial lines there, the way it is in the South. And I think it, look, this is a, this is a region that's, uh, these wounds are still open from the from the 50s and 60s, and I think uh, a lot of people that don't live in the South don't realize that. From the 50s and 60s. So I called some right-wingers fragile the other day. One of them responded to me. was like, yeah, there's a whole group of people that go nuts if they hear a, a certain word. 
and I was like, are you talking about the word that they used to demean him while they were in bondage for centuries? And this was his response. I'm trying to think of how I actually worded it to where he, his response back was they shouldn't. But they shouldn't because nobody alive today is connected or suffered that way. Not true. Totally connected. And the suffering um, is generational, my friend. Systematic, it's generational. The only race whose very identity and heritage are under constant attack by the media, politicians, entertainment industry, etc., is white. I can't be bothered to be sympathetic to folks outside of my own ethnic group who are whining about made-up problems as they beat my people into submission and make us a hated minority in a country we built and established. Politically, I saw a quote not that long ago, like earlier today possibly, that was like, um, capitalism inevitably uh, leads to slavery. Or capitalist, capitalists will always seize power to the point of slavery. And I was like, that's fucking true. God damn it. I was so close. I try, I had a, a gal I was really interested in and she was really into manatees. And I ended up like adopting a manatee or something for her. And uh, that totally didn't work out. And I never actually had had any uh, positive interaction with her. But I still get, uh, I still get email updates about that manatee I adopted for her. (laughs) This was 10 years ago, Warlord. On the manatee? I'd have to look it up. What's the latest on the... I'll I'll see if I can find that for you. No, I did not fuck her. I didn't even get to hold her hand, Tadpole. God damn it, Tadpole. Fuck. Did that on purpose. Yes, do not bang the manatees. I can't I can't do this if I'm gonna make the plague. This is like a twenty minute speech. Dave hasn't messaged me. I don't know if he even wants me on. As I said, he was drunk when he said it. Sure you didn't mean to. Sure you didn't mean to. As the students, as the young leaders here know, the legacy of this extraordinary place of education in America. President Harris in Nashville. Leaders who have gone on to be not only national leaders, but global leaders. And I'm reminded in particular this afternoon of two of those leaders. The late, great John Lewis. And 
of course, the phenomenal Diane Nash. And what like a name drop, don't you? Then taught was that if one is to understand that you are born a leader, and it is just a matter of when you decide to kick that in, then you know that we will see leadership at every stage of life if people choose to turn that on. And we have seen that here in Tennessee over the last couple of weeks. We have seen. Oh God, what did you clip? Bang the manatees. God damn it. Bang the manatees. God damn it. God damn it, I fucked up. Bang the manatees. Over 7,000 students and young leaders go to the Capitol to talk about what John Lewis and Diane Nash talked about, the importance of freedom, the importance of liberty, the importance of respecting the right of all people to live where they receive dignity, where they live in a place that they can be free from harm. And so we are here understanding the broad shoulders upon which we all stand. Those fighters for freedom and liberty and justice. Those fighters who understood the truth must never be stifled or silenced when it is on behalf of the people. And so I want to start by recognizing the Tennessee Three. Yes, ACAB means Harris too. the Democratic Caucus of the State Legislature, and I'd ask you to stand as well, please. Democratic Caucus. Because they chose to show courage in the face of an extreme tragedy. Honestly, DJ Dub, that doesn't surprise me. Ah, did that violate my no profanity? Educators. And three babies, nine years old. But I saw people that wouldn't normally be praising Harris. Senselessly. Talking about how good this speech was. They chose to lead. I haven't heard it. courage to say that a democracy allows... But if it's that generic and we do need to get to producer Dave... And I I need a ruling from somebody else. I don't think cock is a I don't think cock is a profanity. I need I need somebody else to weigh in on that one. Cock is great. 
Don't listen to Warlord. Do not give in to peer pressure. <laughs> oh, DJ Dub. I thought you were I thought you were speaking from experience. No, no, I saw people that wouldn't normally be praising Harris be like, that was an awesome speech. So, like, I, that's why I was like, I was going to play it, but if I've got to get over to Echoplex, we don't have time to listen to it all anyway. And I'd much rather listen to uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, lay in on uh, Justice Thomas. Speak with Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. Thank you for joining us on this holiday Sunday. The abortion pill ruling doesn't take effect for seven days. You just heard me discussing that with Javier Becerra. The Biden administration is appealing it. Are you satisfied with what you just heard? And what would it mean for women if approval for this pill is revoked? Oh, and we're going to go into that here in just a second. Well, you know, I do, um, while I commend the Biden administration for appealing the decision, uh, and I believe that Secretary Becerra has been doing a a phenomenal job in his role, I do think that when it comes to gaming out what the very real possibilities are in the coming days, weeks, and months. This is not just about speculation, but this is about preparation. And the reality of our courts right now is very disturbing. This ruling is an extreme abuse of power. It is an extraordinary example of judicial overreach. The grounds of the ruling are complete are are just completely discredited and without grounds and what we also learned this week is that a supreme court justice of this court has been receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gifts and expenses and having millions now millions by a billionaire who has been funding the the same types of judicial organizations just the one trip on the dude's yacht would have been half a million dollars is what uh, Democracy Now! said earlier. Appointed and this judge in a partisan ruling in the first place. I'm going to get to that in a second. I just want to stick with with abortion uh, first. And, and the what you just heard uh, me ask the secretary about was something that you called on the Biden administration to do, which is just to simply ignore the court ruling. Um, that's a pretty... Uh, stunning position if you think about it in the in the abstract about the notion of just ignoring uh, a judge's position so oh, Lord, that's another one i wanted to play the john stewart clip that went viral by the supreme court should the administration follow that decision if that decision ends up banning this abortion drug well, you know, I, I want to take a step back and, and dig into the grounds around ignoring this preliminary ruling as well. There is an extraordinary amount of precedent for this. There is a term known as agency non-acquiescence. Um, and this has been used in, in for folks saying this is a first, that this is a precedent setting. It is not. The Trump administration uh, also did this very thing, but also it has happened before. Uh, the idea of consistency and governance until uh, there is a, a higher court ruling is not an unprecedented thing to happen. It in is fact, not. When the Trump administration did it, it was arguably through a much, uh, you know, a, a, a very grave issue when it came to DACA. The Trump mm-hmm. administration was ordered to fully reinstate DACA, the DACA program, and they 
in, in, in a complete defiance, uh, did not do that. They rely on, the, the courts rely on the legitimacy of their rulings. And when they make a mockery of our system, a mockery of our democracy, and a mockery of our law, as, the, as what we just saw happen in this Mifepristone uh, ruling, then I believe that the, that the executive branch and, we and this is related to the issue of Clarence Thomas and that, that fucking crow dude, God damn it, that was giving him millions of dollars in gifts. The dude also helped pick all the circuit court justices on that federal circuit. Know that the executive branch has an Sudden Apollo, good evening. Especially should, should, in light of a contradicting ruling coming out of Washington. Should that apply if the Supreme Court upheld, upholds the Texas judge's decision? You know, I think one of the things that it, I think one of the things that we need to ex examine is the the grounds of that ruling. But I do not believe that the courts have the authority to to have the authority over the FDA that they just asserted. And I do believe that it creates a crisis. Should the Supreme Court do that, it would essentially institute a national abortion ban because you have an extraordinary amount of states who have implemented surgical, uh, surgical bans or bans after very early time periods. And then if you pair that with a mifepristone ban, then we will essentially- I want to tear it all open, DJ Dub. I want, like, I want them all exposed. Certain workarounds, I will admit, there would be certain workarounds, but we would have taken a very significant step towards a national abortion ban. When Once you ban medication abortion, which represents, or start banning medication abortion, which represents the overwhelming number of abortions in the United States, then we are in extremely dangerous territory. And I would urge the Supreme Court in its lawlessness that they are exhibiting right now already, their extraordinary conflict of interest. I mean, my hope would be that we do not get to that point. But once, if we do, I do believe that we must start to uh, start to push back on our system of checks and balances, which is designed to push back on, should there be an example of judicial tyranny and judicial overreach? Let's talk uh, uh, more about the Supreme Court and what you mentioned before, which is that Justice Clarence Thomas, you want him to be impeached after a new pro-public- Absolutely. We've revealed that he accepted- I've been wanting him impeached. From a Republican billionaire do donor without disclosing them. Thomas is now defending himself, and here's what he's saying. He's saying, quote, early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was reportable, was not reportable, rather. What is your response? I think that his own statement contradicts uh, contradicts many of the facts on the ground and also raises in other ways even more serious questions. Later on in his statement, he stated that the reason and the rationale for this exemption was personal hospitality from an old friend. And he said himself in his statement, a friend of 25 years. Justice Thomas has been on the court for 30 years. And so to say mm -hmm. what he is admitting in his statement in an attempt to defend himself is that he began this relationship with a billionaire and receiving these sorts of gifts as after he was appointed to the Supreme Court of the United States. I think that that 
in and of itself indicates a very, very serious problem. And then on top of that, he is now implicating his colleagues. And I do believe that Chief Justice John Roberts must now come forward and, and state if he allows and is allowing this kind of very serious corruption. Why does Dana look so sully? Court. Look at the, look think, at the, you know, the fucking mouth. Justice uh, Thomas is when he's talking about his Sully. colleagues. And that was a character in like Monsters, Inc. or something, wasn't it? to break the law. I think we need the lead to know singer who those people are. Did the Justice Department investigate? I mean, I believe what, we, what yes. we're doing right now is is a breaking of the law. And we have to examine what institutions. I know that there are calls for... Um, I know that there are calls for Chief Justice to... For the Chief Justice Roberts to initiate an investigation. I do not think that... Uh, this court any longer has the legitimacy, especially after the Supreme Court leak last year, which never came to a conclusion because the investigation itself that Chief Just Justice Roberts uh, started back then oh, I I bet they know. is very discredited by naming a position uh, that has an inherent conflict of interest because it is employed by those justices to pursue that investigation. Mm -hmm. I believe that, the, and it is the House's responsibility to well, pursue that investigation in the form of impeachment. Well, let, let me ask you, I mean, you, you know full well that the House is now run by Republicans. How are you going to move what you're calling for, uh, articles of impeachment, through a House that is run by Republicans? Yeah, you know, I think it's a... It's a perf there is the question of the politics of what we are doing, and there's the question of the, the course and the accountability and the structures of what we are doing. I admit it is, a, it is very difficult to see a path in a Republican Party that refuses to hold itself accountable and, in fact, breaches the law itself. You guys For think there are enough? Uh, do you think there are Republicans? Ta uh, Republicans talking about crime waves across the country. It would come the out against Thomas? Within the Republican Party. It is within all of, of the what we are seeing. We have, we have seen uh, we are seeing breaking of the law by uh, conservative members of the court. We are seeing a, a, pr a former president of the United States just indicted uh, in, the, in recent days. I mean, we need to hold our systems accountable. And I do not believe that we should be refusing to do that for political reasons. I believe that we should pursue the course. And if it is Republicans that decide to protect those who are breaking the law. Okay, so like there are Republicans. When it comes to things like stock trading, there are Republicans that will side with us on that. I think there are some Republicans that would side with us on campaign finance reform. That's why I, that's why I posed it to you guys. I was trying to think of like who in the Republican Party in the House might be willing to sign on to impeachment and like I can't think of any. I'm open to the possibility that maybe there's a handful of Republicans, but I can't think of any. On principle, like a Thomas Massey or somebody should sign on to it, but he wouldn't. Because I don't think he actually has principles. But if you guys can think of, of, of some, I mean, all they would need is a handful. Also, um, another league that I did not get a chance to uh, point out was apparently a leak about Kevin McCarthy saying that he didn't have uh, confidence in his budget chairman or Steve Scalise 
And it appears we could be on the verge of seeing uh, Kevin McCarthy's speakership implode. As good evening. I. You say eat girl dick as if it's a it's a bad thing. Josephus, good evening. So glad to see you here on this uh, uh, holy holiday, Josephus. Uh, Lord Locke, I do not agree. I do not think dick is profanity. War Machine! Welcome in. A lot of a lot of cool people just coming in here right now. Glad to see all of you. I Fragwitz. Island in. Oh, that was cock, wasn't it? You live in sexual anarchy. Oh, by the way, by the way, I think I've I think I have fixed the echo issue with people calling in and Discord. I think I got it. I was actually uh, peeing earlier. Unfortunately, it was not peeing in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. And for some reason, it just hit me. I'm like, that's the reason why it echoed. I came in here and I tried it out and I was right. That is wholesome, you say, Tadpole. I don't know. I don't know about that. Scat, scat is not just a shit on the floor. God damn it. I was so close. Fucking Tadpole. Scat is not just poop or a dookie, right? Scat is the use of dookie in some sort of sexual act. So when you say scat, you are meaning to use it sexually, correct? Or am I off on that? Yes, 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 God. You live in sexual anarchy? Yes, this is also music. Here, here is what Maynard thinks of your sexual proclivities. Then again, he he sniffs butts and eats poop, so he'd probably be into it. At speaking of eating poop, I don't even know what the next story is to try to. The Supreme Court of the United States <laughs> for once did the right thing. For once did the right thing. News out of the Supreme Court, not far from where we're sitting right now, where a new decision from the justices means West Virginia cannot stop a trans girl. Oh, yes. Good evening. At least for now. In a case that could have a bigger impact nationwide with more and more states putting it. It is. It's the hair. It's the, I've, I've become a worse broadcaster without my hair. Apparently my hair was where my broadcasting talent was all stored. 
in place laws to restrict LGBTQ plus rights. You've got the court refusing to let West Virginia fully enact a law called the Save Women's Sports Act, which has the effect of letting 12-year-old Becky Pepper Jackson stay on her school's cross-country and track teams. Again, at least for now, it all comes as the White House today is putting out a new proposal that basically says school sports teams cannot categorically ban transgender athletes. And they're calling out the anti-LGBTQ plus bills making their way through state houses across the country. Listen. LGBTQ plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. Yeah, going back to like, it is disgusting that Thomas... Like I like I hear him with such disdain in his in in uh, in my head where he's like, "This is a high tech lynching," and like you used the the racist nature of this country to shield yourself from criticism. You use the plight of your own people to shield yourself from criticism so that you could be one of the most corrupt, if not the most corrupt justice in the history of this country. Yeah, he's not low IQ. He's not low IQ at all, unfortunately. Anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back. Our Supreme Court reporter Lawrence Hurley is joining us now. So break it down for us. What this decision by the Supreme Court means and what it doesn't mean. Well, as you indicated, this is the part of like a much bigger process that's going on. You know, various states are passing these laws. The administration is trying to figure out how the law applies. So this was like the first time this issue had even come up at the Supreme Court. And it's a very early indication. Maybe it doesn't really say much about what they're going to say if an actual law comes before them. In this case, all it means is that this one girl, uh, Becky, can participate in her uh, girls' sports teams back in West Virginia. Cheers! Cheers! Happy Easter! Let's have another one. The court is showing it's not super keen to get involved on this issue right now. Um, and I think what we've heard from the lawyers on both sides is that, you know, Becky's lawyers obviously are very pleased that she's going to be able to continue to participate on the team uh, that she's been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, and they've stressed that there was no emergency here. This came up as an emergency application to the Supreme Court by the Attorney General in West Virginia. And the lawyers for this, this transgender athlete are saying there was no emergency here, no reason to come up to the court at this time. You know, no one's objected to her really participating on the team at a school or in the school district. Meanwhile, the, the state says this is just a procedural decision, doesn't say anything about what the court might say on the merits. We talked about uh, some of the ways that there is a sort of sweepier push in some states around the country to restrict LGBTQ plus rights, specifically as it relates to transgender athletes. We heard the White House talk about that today. Talk us through some of that. Yeah, Fred. The impact could be from this decision, if any. Yes, case indeed. Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, there's 20 states now that have these laws. The Biden administration is saying, you know, their interpretation of the law is that maybe some. Uh, participation of transgender athletes could be limited in competitive sports, but not a categorical ban like West Virginia's. So this uh, legal battle is going to continue, it's going to go up through the court system, and ultimately the Supreme Court may end up actually issuing a ruling that will decide once and for all whether these laws can stay in place. Tonight, Justice Clarence Thomas breaking his silence after a report detailed his secret lavish vacations paid for by a top Republican donor. Thomas might as well be a Nazi, dude collecting Nazi memorabilia and everything. 
Oh, are we going to be able to do this? Let's get this in real fast. All right. On Thursday of last week, we're talking about trans athletes. A female swimmer from the NCAA by the name of Riley Gaines was apparently going to be giving a speech with the far right group TPUSA in San Francisco. Justice Thomas said, what that Fuhrer be doing? Riley Gaines, who competed against, that's her claim to fame here. She was not good. She was not a good swimmer. Her, career, her swimming career has come to a close. And Riley Gaines' claim to fame now, and she's getting a lot of attention for it from, from right-wingers is that she competed against Leah Thomas, a trans athlete, in a swimming competition. The Gaines said that she was attacked by trans activists while she was on a college campus for TPUSA. The college says the protests were peaceful. I've not seen any kind of arrest report. I'm not seeing any kind of security backing her up. Now, we do have videos. We have videos of the incident. There were reporters there, so we're going to watch them. But let's see the local news hit first. San Francisco State University just became a flashpoint in a heated debate. A debate about transgender athletes competing in women's sports. Controversial speaker claims she was assaulted after speaking on campus last night. NBC Bay Area's Ian Cole has the video going viral in political circles, as well as response from that speaker and other students. Just say. Riley Gaines is a college swimmer and a prominent conservative figure who has been speaking out against transgender women competing in women's sports. Well, I hear selfishness. Gaines became a national face of the push to ban. All she hears is selfishness. Bam. And transgender athletes after losing an NCAA championship race to Leah Thomas, a transgender swimmer. Lawmakers presenting, saying why I should not have a voice. The San Francisco State student newspaper, Golden Gate Express, posted this video of Gaines speaking about the issue on campus last night. The speech was hosted by Turning Point USA, a nonprofit that advocates for conservative causes. As Gaines spoke, demonstrators inside and outside of the room held signs and chanted trans rights or human rights. Gaines claimed she was ambushed and physically hit the protesters as she attempted to leave. Both Gaines and the Express posted videos showing her being escorted by police to another room. The videos show loud crowds but don't specifically show her being struck by anyone. Her representatives say she was trapped for three hours before she could be escorted off campus safely. Her agent saying in a statement, instead of a thoughtful discussion at SFSU, Riley was... She wasn't there to have a thoughtful discussion. She was there to be a bigot. Violently accosted, shouted at, physically assaulted, and barricaded in a room by protesters. It is stunning that in America in 2023, it is acceptable for biological male students to violently assault a woman for standing up for women's rights. 
The incident immediately caught national attention with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tweeting, this is an appalling attack on free speech on a college campus. Meanwhile, trans rights activist Honey Mahogany says tensions over transgender rights are reaching a boiling point. And I think today is just another example of the onslaught on trans people's rights. Um, you know, we've seen a very coordinated attack from the right across the country. There are so many state legislatures that are either considering or passing anti-trans laws. The University Police Department wrote, we are conducting an ongoing investigation into the situation. There were no arrests related to the event. The disruption occurred after the conclusion of the event, which made it necessary for UPD officers to move the event speaker from the room to a different safe location. Jacob Wall, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. They, say they don't support the idea of assaulting a speaker if that happened, but nearly all say they support transgender athletes. I feel like sports should be open to anyone, no matter what gender they're born into. Having that swimmer speak out against it. I probably did, Lord Locke, but fuck off. And it's it's very I feel like it's rooted in hate possibly. The queer and on, resource center that's run by students here made it a point to say that none of its staff was involved in the protest. In fact, they say that that protest was organized by someone who isn't even a student. Meanwhile, Gaines' agent says he wants any of the students that became violent last night to be expelled and prosecuted. At San Francisco State, we have no evidence that anybody was violent whatsoever. None. None, none, zero evidence. And um, if you dispute me, let's go ahead. We're going to go to the Golden Gate Express. You saw that the local news uh, actually cited them. It was their video. It was not in the video. You saw nothing. Group about 100 students are about to enter the HS, or the HSS building protesting against TPUSA's event. These are protesters peacefully checking into the event. See more pictures. Turning Point USA is looking to open another room for remaining participants. This is at 6:58. Signs are not allowed within the room, so protesters are using provided TPUSA uh, flyers to create makeshift signs. Good on them. Riley Gaines has started her speech to a room full of about 75 students at the HSS building at 705. Trans women are women. Sorry if that hurts your feelings, snowflakes. Riley Gaines recounts her story of competing against Leah Thomas in the 2022 uh, uh, NCAA championship to a mixed audience. Yeah, no violence. There's one more piece I want to touch on. Um, I know I mentioned I got nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year. And so they had a big convention where um, you go, they honor you, they name their Woman of the Year. And so I went to this convention. It was in January. It was in San Antonio. And so I go to the convention, obviously not in support, because the, the award was immediately meaningless. But there's one more. Because the award was Im immediately meaningless. Wow. Trans are human rights. Trans rights 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 are human rights. Still. Very peaceful. Well, I think, but if you guys really believed in having the voice, then you'd let me speak. 
What? And I know that you guys are laughing, but if you guys really believed in having a voice, then you'd let me speak. Continue, please. You were talking to all of us. Well, let's, let's leave the question at the end. Yeah, let's leave the question yeah. at the end. Just say. Wait, so who's in charge of this? You or you? Well, I don't. He, he's, he is? Okay. He's Questions the still the end? So Q&A started about 7.50, it looks like. 30 minutes of chance trans women are women and trans rights are under attack, which is true. What do we do? who has hyperextension and the deficiency of lac lactic acid which makes someone's muscles ache less yes um, this is an argument that's typically brought up um, Michael Phelps he has Marfan syndrome which typically makes your limbs longer yes he has more elasticity in his um, joints and such but that I know I just mentioned the performance gap between the same level man and woman, 10 to 12%. The performance gap that Michael Phelps, even with his advantages, has over his competitors is in the decimals. So it's not the same severity. Opinion on Michael Phelps, who has hyper- There is no performance gap, and we can, we can, I can show you Leah Thomas's numbers, that she lost speed after transitioning. Their attendees are being let out, and students are picking up their posters from the hallway. Still incredibly peaceful. So this is, this is Riley leaving. This is the supposed violence she faced as she was leaving the room. Also, I find it hard to believe that she was assaulted by somebody when she literally has a cop with their arm around her. Now, apparently, she stayed in this room. Yes, this is, this is where she's claiming false imprisonment. So, the protesters are yelling at the guards in this one. I mean, there there is a whole police presence in front of that fucking door now. There are at least five cops. So I, once again, how in the world could she have been assaulted? So members of TPUSA were still in the room waiting to be escorted out of the building. Uh, this is where they were escorted out. Run, bitch, run! 
Here's the thing is that TPUSA employs a tactic, uh, a known Nazi tactic. It was, a, it was popularized by George Lincoln Rockwell, the father of the American Nazi movement. He would go to college campuses, say his Nazi shit, and then would get protested exactly like that. And then he would go out and claim, oh, my free speech is being violated. They don't like free speech. Oh, and he would get way more publicity for it. This is exactly what TPUSA wanted to happen. Now, while it makes me happy to see that there is that many people that will stand up for trans rights, unfortunately, this is what TPUSA wanted. And it doesn't matter that it was peaceful and there was no violence. TPUSA, Riley Gaines, they're going to keep saying it was violent. So the Dean of Students addresses the crowd's concerns. And what we're hoping to do is to keep things peaceful. And Make her lose her fright. And move, and move forward, okay? Yeah, no, tell her to pay us, so tell her to pay us and then she could go. 10 bucks each. So this is what the, she has talked about being held for ransom. Just a stupid fucking joke by a dumb punk kid talking to the uh, Dean of Students. And what we're hoping to do is to keep things peaceful. And Make her lose her fright. And move, and move forward, okay? Yeah, tell her to pay us, us. tell her to pay Those us, and then she could go. 10 bucks each. Because you probably got paid for this shit, so we could get paid for it too. On a public campus that we have peace. So what's the end goal here? We're cooperating, so what's next? So, so they need to do their job and get around here. We created a pact. It's here. I can't speak to all of you when we're over talking to each other. We're not going to hear each other. Don't let her hold. They know. You're on to you. There's a difference. So what we want to do is maintain what we're doing right now. And, and as the speaker is we can continue our conversations and what we're hoping to do. That was the Dean of Students. <laughs> the protesters dispersed at about 1040. She said she was held for three hours. What was it, about nine something that she finished speaking? So maybe about uh, an hour and a half, hour 45. Uh, police have moved into another hallway. 1113 1121 and then the San Francisco Police Department announced that those who stay to protest are now unlawfully congregating and will be arrested And you abuse people? Uh-huh. 
So, okay, she actually left campus at about 11.30. This is her being escorted out with an army of cops. Still no assault taking place. Now, as for whether, like, when I was saying about this is what TPUSA wanted, I was not making a judgment of whether the protesters were making the right move or the wrong move. I don't know what the right move is. Make your voice heard if you feel that's what you should do. Absolutely. I'm just, I was stating that it's what TPUSA wanted. They wanted a scene like this so that they could claim persecution. It's and so that she could go on Tucker Carlson on Friday night and and cry crocodile tears because that's exactly what she did. Gaines will say that because she's not afraid. So last night, Gaines went to San Francisco State University to talk about her experiences in NCAA swimming. And Riley Gaines is not a hater. She is a measured, decent person who believes in logic. It's coming from Tucker Carlson. Common ground with people who disagree with her. She does not think she is God. But that fact does not believe she's God makes her a Wait, terrifying what? threat to the zealots who do do during the chaos a man dressed as a woman punched her several times the mob howled with rage screaming threats and obscenities we're not overstating here's what it looked like I think you are I mean she is a transphobic bitch I'm good I'm good Yeah, here's what it looked like. No assault. She's surrounded by cops. I'm coming. I'm good. I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. Go ahead. And all the motherfuckers that want to be like, oh, the free speech is being stifled. No, you're trying to stifle the the speech of the people protesting. That's the most dangerous extremist group in the United States. There's no mistaking that. Oh, Riley bullshit. She is not an ideologue or a demagogue. She's not out to hurt anybody. She's a college swimmer who was cheated against and doesn't think that's fair. In the face of that, people threaten her life and scream transparently nonsensical things like trans women are women. Trans women are not women. Women are men are women and men are men. Women are men, Tucker says. And if you think otherwise, you were delusional. And they are delusional and therefore dangerous. Last night, Riley Gaines was silenced and assaulted at San Francisco State. Her most basic civil rights were stolen by a violent mob. The thing we're supposed to be on the lookout Her for. Her most basic civil rights were stolen. There is such a thing as a hate crime. You just saw it. And yet the administration and its thoroughly corrupt department of I Justice think I'm on Fox News' website. Because they endorse Oh, it. I'm on YouTube. I'd... Riley Gaines is one of the bravest people we know, and we're grateful to have her join us tonight. Riley Gaines, thank you so much for coming on. Was that as horrifying as it looked? I mean, it was terrifying for me. Um, the police did not inform me of any sort of... I don't know what the issue is with the video. Um... Ma'am, you didn't have to go there. You are from Kentucky, apparently. Uh, what were you doing in San Francisco on a college campus that clearly didn't want you there? Speaking to what a handful of people were in support of you? Why do that? Uh, because TPUSA paid you to?
of action plan. Um, Turning Point USA invited me to the campus. I delivered a very civil and respectful speech where I had great dialogue with even protesters who were participating in a sit-in. All of a sudden, after my speech, the room was stormed. The lights were turned off and I was rushed um, with no one there to escort me to a safe place. I was punched. Um, I was hit multiple times. She is lying. You saw the cop with their arm around her the entire time with no one to escort her. What is she? What is she talking about? What are you smoking, ma'am? I was shoved until finally we exited the room. Um, but we could not leave because the protesters flooded the halls. And so I was pushed into a classroom along that hallway where I was barricaded in for three hours. Three hours? Why didn't someone with a gun come and bring you to safety? Because they were terrified. They were scared to put their hands on these people because they know what these people are capable of. Um, these people yelled obscene, violent, vulgar things to both myself and the officers and the officers Good. didn't feel comfortable putting yeah, them fuck those in pigs. a position that would mean they do their job um, which is a really scary chilling thought Riley Riley let me tell you the cops don't do their job this is the most dangerous extremist movement in the United States right now it's getting bigger not smaller it's gaining steam not losing it the White House has endorsed it I mean, what does this mean for you? And I just can't say it again since I happen to know you. You are an inherently moderate person who means harm to no one. But are you worried about your safety going? Exactly, Thread. Also, good evening. You know, I am worried about my safety. I have to be now. Um, when we have people who are willing to do this, and we know why they're willing to do this, it's because they don't have reason, they don't have logic, they don't have science. They don't I hate as someone, as someone who had to take several classes, 4,000 level classes in logic, I cannot stand it when right-wingers evoke logic. Now, they're meaning it in like the colloquial sense. Oh, you're logic. But logic is a specific set of rules. Violation of those rules are called logical fallacies. And it's weird to hear somebody evoke logic while committing a fucking logical fallacy. It's a pet peeve of mine. My side. And so they, they protrude um, by violence, whether it's physical or verbal violence. Um, but what this means for me, this does not deter me. This assures me that I am doing the right thing. This will not silence me when they want me to be silenced. It just means I need to speak louder. You're on Tucker fucking Carlson. Did anyone in the state of California in authority, any political figure for eh, Like this idea that people are trying to silence her when I don't even know why anyone's giving her a platform. Why are you on the number one cable news in the country? What exactly do you have to say or to contribute? Why was TPUSA taking you to San Francisco to speak to those students? Why is what you have to to say so fucking special why do you think you get to be platformed over everybody else will defend you no not the dean of students not the campus police i will say um, the city of san francisco police that stepped in they did a phenomenal job in escorting yeah. three hours later um but i will be pursuing legal action i will ensure that the people who of course you will. Me, the people who put me in that position, um, they will face repercussions. Yeah.
I mean, if, you, if we can't identify that as evil, then we've really lost, lost the thread. Riley Gaines, I'm glad you're still here. What is evil? What is evil? You saw people exercising their right to protest. There was no evil. Ah, oh, yes, Caitlin Bennett. Whatever happened to her? She got pregnant and I haven't heard from her since. Knowing the rates of women who die in childbirth in this country, perhaps that happened to her. But I don't think we could get that lucky. So yeah, I, I was trying to get through that. Uh, I wanted to do it all in one piece. I didn't want to interrupt it for a commercial break or anything. I'm sorry, OAS. Uh, totally post uh, links in the Discord. I wanted to clip that for YouTube because, you know. The topic of conversation, old Riley Gaines will get you some clicks. Oh, yuck, yuck. Uh, so I actually missed out on the commercial break, so I'm sorry if you got commercials. Uh, I need to pee really bad, and I need to refill my drink. Uh, have a very, very short commercial. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freakin' News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more. Is producer Dave on? Did I miss it? Was I supposed to be on? Find out here. <laughs> Y'all are like way outnumbered by protesters and press. is so sad. USA! 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 
watching Marjorie Taylor Greene, but if he's into the USA! he's into the podcast section, he isn't gonna respond to me. You're not found innocent. You're just found not guilty. Where, where was uh, MTG pulling this kind of bullshit? That was great. Shout out to the people with the whistles. Fuck yeah. Shout out to the people with the whistles. It's like a non-violent way to kind of sh- shut somebody the fuck up. So here's Pizzagate, Jack Posobiec, or maybe we'll call him um, Bumble. Yeah, we'll Jack. just, we'll just watch know. Producer Dave instead of me going over there and being better. on the show. Uh, here's him trying to give a speech at the uh, indictment event. Claim a bonus. I did, didn't I? Again, shout out to News to Share for the clip. The mayor of New York City. React to the react. <laughs> that he's going to. Jack Posobiec, I haven't heard from that guy in a while. Uh, We already talked about the abortion pill earlier. AOC brought that up, so let's go ahead. A few more things out of the way here. Let's talk about Texas. Texas is the state where the abortion pill ruling came from. But some, some other fuckery is going on here in Texas. Last week, well, I was supposed to be there for the recording, Simba. <laughs> I was I was actually supposed to be on the real show tonight. <laughs> I wasn't just supposed to drop in for red light. But once again, once again, I think he was very Steve when he told me that. So he might not remember either. Last week in Texas, a man was convicted of murder driving his car into a group of BLM protesters getting out and shooting! Shooting one of them! Steve is a very forgetful person and kind of mean, too. And doesn't laugh at my jokes. man in Texas was convicted of murder but the party of the rule of law, the party that upholds the law and is very pro-life, thinks this dude should get pardoned. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. Just one day after Army Sergeant Daniel Perry was found. Yeah, I am kind of mean to. That's the true warlord. In Austin, Governor Greg Abbott says he has started the process to pardon him. In a tweet posted this afternoon, the governor wrote, Texas has one of the strongest stand-your-ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive district attorney. Good evening. Texas, the governor can only pardon someone on a recommendation from the Board of Pardons and Paroles. Abbott says he has requested the board consider a pardon recommendation for Perry and instructed the board to expedite its reviews. The jury found Perry guilty yesterday of murdering protester Garrett Foster in 2020. Jayla Washington sat down with someone with experience in this process who shares his thoughts on how the case played out in court. I am here with Mr. Rick Cooper. He is. Oh, they didn't mention it, and they might mention it uh, yet in this story. The dude posted on fucking Facebook or something before he left. I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter. It was a social media post that might kill some people on my way to work today. So it was premeditated. You can't claim you're standing your ground when you left the house that day 
seemingly with the intent to kill somebody. Is a criminal defense attorney and he is the former assistant district attorney for Travis County. Lots to talk about after that verdict came out. Were you shocked to hear that the, the jury found Daniel Perry guilty of murder? I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised. This is a type of case that had a strong defense claim. A group of protesters surrounded Mr. Perry's vehicle. He was surprised. Someone with an AK-47 approached his vehicle. Those are generally facts that in my experience, a Travis County jury is going to associate with self-defense. What are your thoughts on, I guess, the strongest evidence that the state presented that essentially was able to persuade jurors to find Perry guilty? Social media, social media, social media. The district attorney was able to present posts made by Mr. Perry related to his desire to engage yep. violently with protesters. In my experience, jurors believe text messages, they believe written statements, and they believe social media posts because they represent what they're really thinking. Most likely, what was behind this guilty verdict was that the Travis County jury felt that his social media messages showed that he went into this encounter Looking for with trouble. potential intent to cause harm and not defend himself. Talk to me about what could happen next. Now, if I remember correctly, because there's so many fucking incidents like this happening, the dude with the AK that approached his car, wasn't that like a fucking vet that was there? It was like a medic or some shit? Like the, like the, the dude that he actually shot was trying to calm the situation down. If I remember correctly, I could have that wrong. An appeal is not likely to be successful People think an appeal is basically a do-over or a second chance. That's not the case. Uh, the appellate courts review trials for reversible error, for violations of due process or ineffective assistance of counsel. Based on my viewing of the trial, that's likely not the situation. In a murder case like this, there is no winning. Uh, there is loss, there is grief, there is sadness. The family of Garrett Foster hopefully will have some solace and some grace from this verdict. And I hope that Mr. Perry's family can find peace as well. Rick Kofer, criminal defense attorney sitting down with me today. Thank you so much for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Perry's sentencing date has not yet been set. Catch up on all of the details regarding Perry's trial on KXAN.com. That was a local news hit. Now, the lieutenant governor of Texas went on Fox News to defend the idea that this man might actually get uh, a pardon. Amazingly enough. Convicted of murder during a 2020 Black Lives Matter riot. It's a shooting police originally deemed self-defense, but a liberal prosecutor decided to pursue the case anyway. Even after... Notice the framing of this. This is why Fox is so disingenuous. Convicted army sergeant, not convicted murderer. That's what the Chiron says. Convicted army sergeant. Not that he's a convicted murderer. Liberal prosecutor is what he said. What indication do we have that the, the prosecutor was liberal? I know prosecutors. I know several of them. None of them would be considered liberal. A prosecutor in and of itself, the, the position is is usually very status quo oriented i assure you just everything about this
Black Lives Matter riot. It's a shooting. Police originally deemed self-defense, but a liberal prosecutor decided to pursue the case anyway. Police originally deemed self-defense. Like everything about this, everything about this is wild. Well, Robert, there's no reason for the DOJ to intervene at this time. I, like, I mean, I guess they could could look into some sort of uh, civil rights violation or something. But, like, the, the jury came to the right conclusion. And it is apparently not the governor's uh, position to pardon somebody, but it has to go through the board. Even after the lead detective accused him of withholding evidence and witness tampering. Now the fate of the sergeant... Daniel Perry, I'm into it. Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles. Joining me now exclusively to break down the case, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, thanks so much for joining me on this story tonight. Sure. Um, when you have a lead detective accusing the prosecutor of witness tampering, I, I just don't understand what's going on here when you have a DA who typically is not tough on crime. All of a sudden, he's going after this this guy? What, what can you tell us? Well, the DA, like a lot of the George Soros-supported uh, DAs around the country in our big blue cities, uh, seem to let criminals go free and go after the innocent. In this point, and by the way, if for some wow. plea plan trip that Governor Abbott is not in the state as acting governor, I totally support him. I will uh, pardon him as well. Look. This is the story from the lead detective, considered the best detective in the city of Austin, by the way, on the, on the department. He says that he had a 158-slide presentation. This is in his affidavit, sworn affidavit. And the DA re made him remove all the exculpatory slides from that presentation, taking 98 or 100 slides out of his presentation. He says that the evidence that he believed he would have presented to the grand jury uh, would have possibly led to them not even indicting him. He goes on to say in the affidavit, and Lawrence, this is stunning for a, a, a long-term veteran to say this. He says, this is not only unethical behavior by the DA, it borders on criminal conduct of tampering with a witness that he considers himself under the penal code. So, so I'm curious. Okay, if a cop is saying that, I will go ahead and tell you, cops fucking lie, even when they have no reason to lie. So I could imagine what the political motivation of this cop might be. Remember, this is the guy that shot a Black Lives Matter po protester. It was the cops getting protested at this pro. I don't think the cop is an unbiased source now. Do you? Is Lieutenant Governor, what is the process yes. for people that are, they don't know our state of Texas? Artemis, what's up? Uh, we, we give this power to this board. Um, and then eventually they, they yeah. present some recommendation to the governor. What, what happens here? Well, in the same cases where we have a death penalty case or an execution, and I've had to sit on some of those, uh, if the governor was out of state, uh, the, the, uh, the board can make these decisions on a number of issues. And uh, w once they render their decision, uh, the governor can pardon uh, someone. And I think the governor is... I don't make man decisions, that's the chat. This was, this was an army sergeant driving an Uber in downtown Austin, and this was the time of the George Floyd riots. We're going back almost three years. It was July of 2020, as I recall. And this, this army sergeant was surrounded by protesters, 
Again, he's driving for Uber. And here's my friend. Allegedly. Uh, Not high enough for this shit. We know that Garrett Foster, and it's tragic that he lost his life, was carrying an AK-47. That's been seen. That he pointed it at the, through the windshield or the side window right at uh, Sergeant Perry. Perry then lifted his 357, fired five times, and shot him. Now, we have strong stand-your-ground laws, the Castle Doctrine in Texas, which ex expands to if you're in your automobile or, or anywhere. If someone points a rifle at you, Lawrence, an AK-47, you have a split second to respond. He fired five times. I know someone said, did he need to fire five times? Anyone who's handled a handgun knows you can fire five times very quickly in a second or two. Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't sit there and make a decision. Is he going to shoot me or not? In that moment, you could already be dead. So if anyone points any rifle, any gun at you through your car window, you have a right to self-defense, and that's what I don't think it was pointed at him. Was correct. And what's happened, Lawrence, is you know it's one thing to have law and order break down in our yeah. streets, but to have law and order break down in the justice system, he should have never been charged with murder. The detective says there was evidence that would have probably not have have had him indicted. The the, the detective uh, argued with the DA over this, but when you have the justice system break down at the DA level and the court level. When a country no Something longer be believes in the justice well, that's, system, that's, that's, the that's, deal. that's the beginning of the end of a country. And, and that's the real issue. Something has to be done yes. about these DAs. I'm going to be following Lieutenant Governor. Thanks so much for coming uh, for this breaking yeah. news. I went on Brian Kilmeade. I want you to. Oh my God! It's always Brian Kilmeade. You got the rule of law breaking down. <laughs> the audacity! I just I cannot believe. Okay. Off of politics now. That's exactly right, disposable thumb. Let's do some headlines. I got some crime stories we're going to go over here. Uh, but the first thing I got to tell you is it's just another day. Content warning. Three people were shot, five injured at a Delaware mall. A gunman opens fire inside Christiana Mall in Delaware. In the end, three people were shot. Police say it started with a fight near the food court. And after an hours long search of the mall, investigators say that gunman got away and remains on the loose tonight. Saturday night, I'm Walter Perez. The big story in Action News is developing news. A frightening evening for shoppers in Christiana Mall for sure. This was last night. At about 7 p.m., sending customers running for cover as hundreds of officers converge on the building. Tonight, the search is on for the gunman who left three people injured. Action News reporter Brianna Gallagher joins us live from the scene with the very latest. Brianna. Now, Walter, we just heard from police moments ago. They say there is no threat to the public at this time that this was not a random shooting. Now, it took hours for police. Well, that's to good. The mall. However, they are still looking for multiple suspects tonight. We spoke with a man who was inside of the food court waiting to get a pizza when he heard gunshots. Next thing he knew, he was hit. We heard like seven or eight shots. Bam, 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 and everybody started 
running. Jim Harmon was waiting for his pizza at the food court. As he started to walk away, bullets started flying. Not dude just wanted a fucking slice. And that was just right here. It's not bad, they said, but it's okay. Earlier this evening, families were seen running from the mall after hearing reports of an active shooter. Chopper 6 overhead shows the extensive police presence surrounding Christiana Mall. Delaware State Police were called here just before 645. They say three people were shot and taken to local hospitals. Five others suffered injuries unrelated to the shooting. Police believe the shooting stemmed from an altercation between multiple suspects and at least one of the victims. This is what we train for. Um, and um, the Delaware State Police and, uh, you know, all the, the dollar store police. We do a great job and this incident is just uh, one of the proof of that. And um, at least that's what I thought he said in there, responded immediately and um, located victims and secured the scene. Um, this is, what, this is what we prepare for. We talked with shoppers who were told to run and hide, including a woman who is nine months pregnant. They put us inside the room. To waited out until they found the shooter. She was shopping with her mother and her daughter. My daughter's with me. I mean, first thing in my mind is thank God they're safe and they're with me and I know where they're at. It's a situation she never thought she'd be in. Most important thing was to keep them safe and to stay safe and quiet until the shooter was found. Yeah, like moles. Officials say one person is stable and the other two are in critical condition. Police will continue to collect evidence, review security footage, and interview witnesses. They're asking anyone with any information to please contact the Delaware State Police. Now, the mall was already scheduled to be closed tomorrow because of Easter. For now, we're live outside of Christiana Mall. Brianna Gallagher, Channel 6, Action News. Walter. All right. Thank you, Brianna. All is closed on Easter? I'd figure that'd be a pretty busy day for them. So this happened today, I do believe. This was in Orlando. Orlando. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement will investigate after a police-involved shooting overnight. It happened around two Maybe overnight. this morning at Grand Street and Paramore Avenue near Grand Avenue Park. That's in the historic Paramore neighborhood. Fox 35's Matt Trezza joins us live this morning. And Matt, no officers were hurt, but a total of four people are now dead, including the suspect. Yes, and also a child is among those dead, we are told. Let's take Men don't throw hands anymore. That's what's wrong with this country. Uh, half a dozen uh, police cruisers or more on the scene here. Crime scene investigation here as well. They say this started out as a domestic violence situation. Street is still uh, taped off here. We're about a uh, block away from where the scene is. You can see a heavy police presence all down there. Uh, detectives, crime scene techs among them. Now, shortly after police say they got here around 2 in the morning, they say they heard shooting from inside a house. They say the shooter came out of the house and then started shooting at police. Officers returned fire. They say the suspect was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Inside the house, they found three people shot, two adults, one child. Unfortunately, none of them survived. Jesus. And in the house, we found three people who were shot. OPD itself transported a young child to the hospital. Those are a lot of fun, Artemis. So we have three victims who came out of the house and the one suspect that we shot. Now, police say none of the officers involved in this incident was injured. They say that's in Orlando on paid administrative leave. And they also say the Florida Department of Law Enforcement is assisting with this investigation. That is all protocol uh, when officer involved shootings happen. We're told that there's also going to be some updated information coming out later today. We're live in Orlando. Matt Treza, Fox 35 News. Matt, thanks for that update. Have you guys ever seen the movie Deliverance? <laughs> 
the bow scene with Burt Reynolds in Deliverance. Like, you may be cool, but you'll never be Burt Reynolds after shooting that fucking bow in Deliverance cool. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I hear people talk about bow and arrow. That's, that's like the first thing that comes to my mind. It's the, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, I'm going to show a little clip of it. Just because, just because, like, let me tell you, um. I think this is the scene I was thinking of. Ah, oh, no, this isn't the one I was thinking of. Sorry. There's just, there's this one shot that flips back to uh, Burt Reynolds, man. He's just like shot off that fucking bow and he's looking like a badass. I was going to show it to you. This is it. I think this is it. It's after the, it's after the pretty mouth. Oh, dang. Anyway, go watch Deliverance. Excellent movie. <laughs> I'm getting off off track. I got news. We need to find out what that news be doing. I need to get out of here. I got work to do. Talking about Deliverance and shit. Fantastic movie. Or do have a pretty male continuing to follow a developing story out of western wisconsin oh yeah uh content warning though some of you would consider this an easter celebration two cops are dead where two police officers were shot and killed during a traffic stop it happened in cameron wisconsin that's about two hours east of do more for the good guys adam duxter joins us now live from cameron with the latest adam yeah, good morning, Esme. We've spent the better part of this morning on Easter Sunday here in Cameron and can honestly say the mood in town here today is one of shock and one of grief. We spent a little bit of time in a church here in Cameron and folks there openly grieving the loss of those two police officers. This is a village here of Cameron, less than 2000 people. So folks are really tied to this situation. What we know right now is that it started with a traffic stop here just about a mile south of uh, the village here in Cameron just after 3.30 yesterday. We know at some point an officer with Cameron police and an officer with Shatek police exchanged gunfire with that person. They had stopped. Both officers were pronounced dead on the scene. That suspect taken to a hospital where they later died yesterday afternoon and we talked to folks we've been here since last night even and this town is really shaken up over this event well it tears it apart of course and puts absolutely it not obscene you know we're always wondering how uh, who do you trust 
who, you know, what'll happen around the corner. You know, it's a, it's a frightening thing. We, we, we've been there. We've done that before. Today, the pastor did say, he said, the Pinkerton still exists together as a village, as a town. Now, as for any updates from law enforcement, we're told that Wisconsin's Department of Criminal Investigation is now handling this case. We're still waiting to hear from them. We don't know if that's today or tomorrow. Just moments ago, as May, Wisconsin Governor Artemis is on to something there. A message of support saying he and his wife's prayers are with this community here in Barron County. We'll continue to update you with the latest as those developments come in today. All right, Adam, thank you so much. Two cops died as well as the suspect in a Wisconsin traffic stop. Sad that a traffic stop has to come to that. Cops shouldn't be performing traffic stops anyway. You see somebody um, doing something reckless, you issue them a ticket. Red light, issue them a ticket. Send it to their address. That's what registrations are for. Yeah, war machine. Well, uh, it just happened the other day, so we might we might get some more details here uh, throughout the week. Details still coming in about the stabbing of Cash App founder Bob Lee. Apparently we have video now. Uh, this happened last week. This surveillance video obtained by DailyMail.com is exactly what investigators are looking for. CCTV capturing tech titan Bob Lee moments after he was stabbed early Tuesday in San Francisco. At 2.35 in the morning, the injured 43-year-old... Now here's some violence in San Francisco. We watched all that video from Riley Gaines and saw no violence whatsoever. Now here's violence in San Francisco. San Francisco. At 2.35 in the morning, the injured 43-year-old appeared to be trying to wave down a passing car which drove away before Lee comes clearly into view outside the doors of a condominium complex. 365 Main, crossing a Folsom and Harrison. Stabbing. Lee, according to the San Francisco Standard, dialed and screamed, help, someone stabbed me. That cell phone is a critical piece of evidence in a case like this. San Francisco's DA, Brooke Jenkins, says detectives are looking at every angle. When we are dealing with a case where the suspect is unknown, you are trying to interview anyone and everyone who may have had contact with the victim leading up to the time of the, of the crime. Lee, perhaps best known for creating the mobile payment service Cash App, was a tech icon who lived in San Francisco for years before recently moving to Miami. Police scouring the neighborhood Lee knew well for any potential clues. We are not commenting on evidence, nor will we speculate on the circumstances surrounding this horrific crime. As San Francisco comes under scrutiny for a recent rash of crime, including a homicide rate that's risen in past years, Lee... Whoa, 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 whoa. Go back a little bit more on that chart. Go back a little bit more on that chart. It doesn't look so drastic. Why was he back? Well, I mean, he's a tech mogul. He's like... San Francisco to Florida in a day for no reason, right? Broken daughter who writes... I'm devastated that somebody would be so cruel to take away my father's life. A life cut short in a murder that remains a mystery.
Well, if you showed, like, the last 20 years, you would see that, like, crime is, you know, probably down from where it was. If you show the last 40 years, it's drastically down. I like putting things in context. A lot of, there's a lot of charts that can be misconstrued. I... Man, I had somebody post a chart. They said people were leaving Twitch. And then someone posted a chart to... I thought they were... Because I was laughing at the idea that people were leaving Twitch. Person posted the chart. I'm like, see? Nobody's leaving Twitch. And they're like, no, no, no. It shows that there's a a 30% decrease in the last year. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That short shows like a shows like a fucking four hundred percent increase over the last five years, and it shows like a thirty percent increase in the last three months. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're only like you're only highlighting a certain point in the data to try to make your case. It's called cherry picking. Right wingers like to do that with like climate change. It'll take a few years, I think, shows that uh, we're on a... Because there is, like, if you look at, like, the last five years, we're in, like, a cooling period or something. But then if you take the data for, like, the last 40 years, it's, whoop, straight up. Let's go to... Hold on, I don't know where this happened at. In Houston, a man who was involved in a shooting, been accused in a shooting, has already been exonerated for murder once in his life. Never give up. Those were the words of then 44-year-old Lydell Grant nearly two years ago after being let out of prison. Grant was wrongfully accused in the 2010 stabbing death of Aaron Shearhorn outside a Montrose bar. Six eyewitnesses testified against him and Grant was convicted in 2012. In 2019, Grant was released on bond after the nonprofit Innocence Project of Texas got new DNA testing that separated the victim's DNA from the killers. Police then arrested another man in Georgia who confessed to the killing. And in 2021, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals declared Grant actually innocent. But fast forward to this past Thursday. The now 46-year-old Grant is accused of getting out of his Lexus and firing at least five times into a Toyota. Police say it started as a minor fender bender and the accident was Grant's fault. On Friday, KHOU was at the home where Grant was arrested. Sherman Chow spoke exclusively with a property owner who didn't want to be identified, but says Grant and his girlfriend stayed there. They arrested him and um, they took his girlfriend. Um, and so they, I talked to the sergeant. He said that they're in custody already. He and his girlfriend got out of his Lexus. Wow. So I will say that the 
The Innocence Project released a statement. They are saddened by the news of this tragic event and our thoughts and sympathies go out to the victim's families. We stand behind Mr. Grant's previous exoneration. DNA evidence and the confession of the real perpetrator of the crime prove Mr. Grant's actual innocence. His 2012 conviction was proven wrongful, and he spent eight years in prison as a result. The Innocence Project statement following his arrest. Now, I mentioned earlier we've got this story. This intersects two different stories that we've been uh, covering here. Two different topics we've been covering here on this show. The sexualization of children and child labor. This, this story has both of them. And a little sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? One, what's going on, my friend? A, a strip club scandal. Four people arrested, accused of letting a 15-year-old girl dance at the club in Orange County. Investigators say that teen worked at Flash Dancers for two years. Fox 35, Stephanie Buffmont. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, for, for two years. She worked there for two years. Pages of documents in this case to get a better idea of what exactly happened there. According to law enforcement, the girl was just 15 years old when she was working as a stripper here at Flash Dancer. And it was a routine traffic stop from a car leaving this parking lot that sparked this investigation. The victim, 17 at the time, was getting a she started at 15. from a co-worker at the strip club when a deputy stopped them for not having their lights on back in 2021. And this sparked a years-long investigation. The investigative report, nearly 300 pages. At the time, the deputy ran the victim's name and learned that she was a stripper at Flash Dancer Orlando on OBT. But she was underage. The deputy found dollars, five, and 20s in her bag, along with lingerie. The Metropolitan Bureau of Investigation then learned that she was 15 when she started working there in 2019. Owner William Sear, General Manager Jonathan Johnson, Kimberly Sinclair, who's referred to as the... I just... Hmm... These two, these two. The house mom and manager Paul DeLave were all arrested on human trafficking charges. Ed Gilbert with the Lifeboat Project works with human trafficking victims. He says it is hard to hear a 15-year-old was stripping in Orlando. I find it sad. I the how they arrested the house mom, which I mean... Technically, that's her responsibility. For those of you who don't know who, who, what the house mom is, there's like the lead stripper who's kind of responsible for all the other strippers. She won't. She might not even be a stripper. Like you know, she might not be dancing at the time. Uh, the house mom at the strip club I worked for, like she didn't dance most nights. She was uh, she was in college and she would just like she would come in and just oversee the girls and do her her work most nights. But if like we were busy, like she'd go change out and. Come out and make some money. But most of the time, she was doing her, her homework for college in my booth. And, um... Dancing on me or... Or, <laughs> you know, getting a little uh, sexual anarchy in. 
You, you live, live in sexual, sexual anarchy. anarchy. Find it revolting, and um, and I, I hope at some point that we have the ability. Oh, does this story get worse? Goddamn! What's happening in our community? Investigators say flash dancer management allowed her to work without checking that she had the proper ID or the entertainment license required by the county. Management told law enforcement they did not know she was underage and that she used a fake ID to get hired. According to the report, the owner told investigators, quote, they let it fall through the cracks and didn't get her licensed properly. Law enforcement says this is the first owner or operator of a strip club in Orange County County that has been arrested on these charges. Gilbert stresses it's their job. They didn't even try to find out exactly. I don't condone what they do. Everybody's entitled to make a living, right? As long as it's not against the law. Um, but I do think they have an obligation to ensure that the people that work for them were of an age yes. to make their own decisions. Florida is ranked the third highest state for human trafficking. Gilbert says if you see something, say something. Now you may notice the caution tape behind me here and the parking lot empty. Investigators say this place is not shut down because of the investigation. I spoke to someone who was over here. They say they're actually just paving the parking lot and fixing up inside. Reporting in Orlando, Stephanie Buffmonti, Fox 35 News. They're just they're just remodeling. They're not closed down because the owner got busted for human trafficking. They're just remodeling. Wow. I believe this next one happened in Canada. This happened in Vancouver in a mall. Another reason not to go to a mall. You might get your kids snatched from you. A Vancouver family is now reunited with their baby after deputies say a man stole their car with the child still inside. Now, since we first brought you this story earlier today, we have learned the parents of that infant. I hear Montreal is lovely. And hold the suspect. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Going beyond the headlines tonight, our Joel Jones spoke with that family about this disturbing sequence of events and their joint effort to bring the baby home. Such a terrifying situation for this family who tells us they own the business behind me. They say they were just feet away and could see their one month old in the car when a stranger a food truck? and drove away. Anything to get my son back in that moment, I felt so hopeless and it was it was traumatizing. Right here. A car theft and kidnapping in broad daylight. New dad John describes the panic he felt as he watched a stranger take off with his infant son. He tells us he and his wife Ashley own Happy Juice Coffee Shop and Smoothie Bar off Northeast 99th Street in Vancouver and says he began setting up shop just after 745 this morning when the unthinkable happened. I had turned my back for just a second and um, he utilized that time to run and hop into our my driver's seat. Despite being just a few feet away from the car with his son still in view, a second was all it took for a man now identified as 40 year old Mario Dorian Andrews to get inside John's 2022 Audi. That's when John says he began pleading with the man to give the child back. And I said, hey, my son's in there. Please just give me my son. Take my car. Just please give me my son. He hopped in and drove. 
The Clark County Sheriff's Office says deputies quickly responded to the family's 911 call, with John telling us the car was found just 15 minutes later, dumped near Northeast 88th Street and Highway 99. And while luckily the child was found safe still in the back seat, they tell us the man behind the wheel was still at large. That is until the family noticed someone tried to use their credit cards at the Vancouver Mall. He started running up our business card, um, to which Ash Ashley was had the notion of, well, let's just leave it and we'll see where he goes. After tracking purchases at Victoria's Secret and Foot Locker, the family says they spotted Andrews at JCPenney, where John then held the suspect down until authorities arrived and arrested him. The sheriff's office says Andrews is now facing charges for theft of a motor vehicle, kidnapping in the second degree, and reckless and Endangerment. They say he was also arrested by Vancouver police for charges related to a separate incident and records show a suspect matching Andrew's full name and age was previously convicted of child molestation back in 2005. Oh, so God, John says elevated their fears. It was a major concern. You know, um, it's it's more so like horrifying that, you know, can't really it just goes to show you really can't trust people nowadays. Well, it's a shame that they had to do the work of the cops for them. Like this, this family did the detective work to track this motherfucker down and went and apprehended him and held him down for the cops because that's how useless cops are, even in Canada. And it's really difficult because you know we want to trust everybody and we want to be giving people the benefit of the doubt and assuming positive intent. It's just not the world we live in necessarily. Armed with that lesson, John says, despite the terrifying series of events, his family is grateful for the fast action of law enforcement and above all for the return of his son. Oh, it's Vancouver, Washington. Reunited with his parents. My apologies. You know, I wondered. I wondered. They didn't sound Canadian. It was surreal. Um, and their and their heads also weren't popping off off of their you know mouths there. Hi, buddy. I am so thankful. It felt, I don't even know how to explain the feeling I felt. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. You know, all those crazy thoughts go through your mind about what's the worst thing that can happen. And today, definitely that happened. Thankfully, authorities tell us that infant did not appear to be injured. They tell us he was observed and cleared by medics before being reunited with his family. So luckily, a happy ending to a very scary situation. Reporting in Vancouver, I'm Joelle Jones. Quinc now Justin has questions. Is there a Vancouver, Canada? Am I stupid and Vancouver is in Washington and is not actually in, in Canada and I didn't know this? Or is it one of those cities that's in both countries? There's two Vancouvers. Is it the same city and just across the border? Separate cities. Okay, cool. Alright, I think we got that straightened out now. Yeah, because isn't Vancouver, Canada on the other side of Canada? Nowhere near fucking Washington? I'm not good with geography. I'm so not good with geography that I saw an unmarked map of 
uh, Europe earlier. And, uh, guys, there's something going on. Like, there's, like, a fight or something in this complex. I don't know if you've noticed me, like, hearing things. There is, like, banging and people screaming. Vancouver, British Columbia is not that far from North Washington. Okay. Me horrible with geography. British Columbia. Okay, it's West Coast. Okay. Hayes, good evening. You want me to go fight him? Okay. I don't, um... I feel like there's two single moms that live upstairs. But I don't exactly like I haven't met my fucking neighbors, right? I don't know. I don't even know what you can hear from the, through the walls. You can probably hear me talking. My neighbor's upstairs like, he's down there talking about me. Who the fuck is he talking about me to? The people on the internet. That too, ma'am. I made the wrong decision. I should have. I had the choice. The top floor or the bottom floor. And I... I, I said I didn't care, and they gave me the bottom floor. I made the wrong decision. I should have took the top floor. <laughs> should have took the top floor. Found that out real fast. Now it is Easter, Ramadan, Passover, all the holidays. Uh, maybe not if you're you're across the pond. Man, you are right. Your top floor sucks when you need the couch. However, I think me and my boy could have handled the couch going up the going up the stairs better than I can handle people just stomping around above me the whole time. All right, so it is Easter here in the United States. Here's you an Easter-related story. These are the conditions where 166 bunny rabbits were found inside a Gilbert home. I am so, so sorry. I did not know that this had a tragic element other than the fact that the bunny is now employed as a cop. I did not mean, I, I, I hate showing you guys stuff like that. I've job for six years in the field and almost eight years with the Arizona Humane Society. And, and her name is Jesus. Her name is Jesus. Worst hoarding situations I've ever seen, conditions-wise. Rescuers say they were in a shed with six to eight inches of feces stacked on top of one another. No, it's worse, they Simp. They were all in extremely poor health. There are rabbits with severe ocular nasal discharge, runny noses, open wounds on their feet. They had severe ear infections. Um, and quite a lot of hair Oh, sweet babies. Humane Society rescuers say they were being bred as a hobby to sell and to butcher for meat. Since a rescue two Fuck weeks those ago, people. the Humane Society has been nursing them back to health and say their health is coming around. So in a very short period of time, they actually- I'm sorry, I think this story was just attached to the story I was doing. It wasn't, a, yeah, 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 yeah. It's another one of those Fox News just added this video that has nothing to do with the story that I was actually bringing to you guys. My apologies. However, since this, um, since this, um, ended up with that video popping up, 
I do want to say that I'm, I am definitely finding it harder and harder to reconcile the fact that I absolutely fucking love meat with the fact that I absolutely fucking love animals. So it's getting harder and harder. It's really, the cognitive dissonance is uh, falling apart for me on that one. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna. But like, fucking meat's so good. Not fucking. Don't fuck. Don't fuck meat. Well, I mean, like, probably shouldn't refer to women as meat. But if that's like a a, a dumb sub thing you got going on, you're calling her meat. Go ahead and fuck the meat, I guess. Don't fuck at I'm I screwed all of this up. This is You live in sexual anarchy. I'll see myself out on this one. This guy indeed. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this wholesome story that I was gonna do for you guys isn't really a wholesome story. Cause A cab means this bunny too. You think my sounds are doubled? Ooh, I gotta do the thing. I'd have to do each one of them into fucking visually. Is it bad enough to where like, I'll have to go back and listen to how bad it sounds. You're, you're right. You're hearing it twice. <laughs> I had to go and do each fucking one individually. Progressive aunt is not high enough for bunny cops as well. You, as well, you shouldn't be. Yeah, that was I. Didn't understand why when we had the person on on Discord. Why there was a why there was an echo when they were on. I didn't understand why when I was trying to watch something the other day. That there was an echo. I figured it out. It's because I used to send my stream back down through my board. So I have like a monitor on and I have to... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's too complicated. Some of you... you I no. Some of you be interested. Some of you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just never mind. Never mind. I figured it out. It took me days. Maybe like a week and a half to figure it out. But I did it. Anyway, bunny cops, bunny cops. Wellness officer Percy. This is the Yuba City Police Department. This is wellness officer Percy. Now, wellness officer Percy is awfully fucking cute. Why, why you gotta make him a bastard for? So, he's the department support animal. Uh, Percy, a brown and white rabbit, was discovered on October 21st. Uh, one of the officers came across the rabbit who appeared lost in the middle of Percy Avenue. The officer picked up the rabbit and found him to be docile and friendly, according to a post. Ma'am, can I see your tattoos? I want to see your tattoos, too. I'm interested in what they might be. The rabbit was taken to animal control, but was not claimed by his family. So our police services analyst chose to adopt him once he was available. The rabbit was named Percy as he was found on Percy Avenue and he has lived at the police department ever since. 
Most enjoy his company, while some are still getting used to the idea of a rabbit being inside the police department. Oh, I wanted more pictures. I wanted more pictures. That's apparently the only one we got. Versus kind of a chonk. Kind of a chonky, chonky bunny. All right, so that's your animal story for the day. Oh, I can't leave you guys on a story about a cop bunny. That's not the, that's not a proper animal story. It's Passover. It's Easter. It's also Ramadan. So to our Muslim brothers and sisters and non-binary folk out there, if there's non-binary Muslims, I, I, I want to show you guys some love. I may have just Easter graphics. I want to highlight uh, a Ramadan story. A cat climbing on an imam, imam during a Ramadan prayer at a mosque. Honestly, that's a hell of a lot prettier than uh, most Christian worship songs. Very uninspired. There are some that are really good, but you know, like I'd take that over uh, what you're hearing at most of these churches. What Blaine's playing on Fire by Night. Now, apparently, Muhammad was incredibly fond of cats, so. So at the end, is that where everybody bends over and farts? This happened in Algeria. just going over there in the crowd like hey you guys got food you guys got some food I'd give him an amen I guess I guess I uh I might need an Allah amen but then again that might get a fat wall on me And you know, normally I'd be like all into the fat wall. Please put a fat wall on me. That's that's fucking cool. But like, Salman Rushdie lost an eye over that shit. Like forty years after the fat wall on him. What the fuck? You got a fat wall? That's hell yeah. I want a fat wall. Am I even saying it right? I'm not saying it right, am I? <laughs> 
but well, no, I'm not saying it right. Okay, I didn't figure. I am sorry for being offensive to the Muslim faith. Well, no, not really. I mean, I am and I'm not like. I like you people. I don't dislike you just because you're Muslim. Alright, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Echoplex Media. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Ramadan. Happy Margaret Thatcher's Dead Day. Whatever you celebrate, I'm into it. Have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack.